Now broadcasting from the Next Gen Conservative Studio in sunny South Florida. Bringing you the latest in politics, current events, and pop culture. This is the Whitfield Report with Sam Whitfield. Well, hello, uh, folks. Welcome to the Whitfield Report. And we have breaking news. Oh. Apparently, Lizzo has apparently fat shamed joe biden into uh giving aid to hawaii uh which makes no sense considering that a biden's not fat and uh you know b b he's you know got dementia but like somehow lizzo managed to do it he she uh what an accomplishment you know, she was, I was actually, I, I've given her shit in the past for being a product of the woke subculture. And, you know, granted, that may still be the case, but she finally uh, shamed, uh, you know, Joe Biden into stop supporting the Greenies and actually helping support uh, Hawaii. So now apparently he no longer thinks that he's, now he thinks he's fat, apparently, from eating okay. all the ice cream. <laughs> well, I mean, at his age, you know, two pounds can kill you. That's not even a joke. You know? At his age, being like a normal weight and having five extra pounds can be the difference between living 10 more years or not. Right, right, exactly. So, So in a way... Lizzo is doing him a favor, I guess. But uh, no. Well, and, and also, his original response to Hawaii was literally no comment, to which I tweeted, my fellow Americans, and yes, they might have voted the other way, but they are our fellow Americans, are suffering from a, a devastating, tragic emergency. They deserve better than no comment from the fucking president. Yeah, I mean, uh, George Bush gave a no comment on Katrina, and it basically <laughs> tanked his entire presidency. Yeah, there. Well, even the even ignoring the war part, right? Yeah, <laughs> even uh, I think it was the Washington Post. You know, not a conservative news outlet at all. Uh, called it, it, maybe it wasn't Wapo, but it was one of the it was one of the mainstream uh, outlets. That basically called this uh, Biden's Katrina, right? That's not necessarily a, a good look, uh, you know, for the president. So, yeah. the, uh, the administration as a whole, like, it's just this is the this is the worst way to handle it. Like, um, these people didn't do anything, you know. You could oh, well, they live in a volcano hotspot, but like. <sighs> People live in all kinds of places, and a lot of times you're kind of you don't have a choice in in where you're born, where you grew up, where your family's at. So, um, right, these people live there, right? And this this happened. It's it's horror. I think the last I saw, there was at least uh, ninety nine or a hundred dead, um, many many more injured, and many many more than that losing their homes and and all their prop possessions. And uh, no comment. 
I mean, because the thing about no comment for, from where he was sitting is you could literally say the most generic fucking thing ever and it'd be fine. The only thing you shouldn't do is no comment. So he could have been like, oh, I've I've heard about this. I'm talking to my team about it. My heart goes out to people. That's yeah. all you have to fucking say. Yeah, he, he, he could have literally said, we're just now hearing about this, you know, thoughts and prayers, and we'll yeah. see. Well, but he can't say thoughts and prayers because now they've equated that with being a, a hardcore right-wing thing to say. So he has to be like, uh, my heart is with you or something like that. Well, or yeah. But, good, but, but the good, same sentiment. Good wishes or, you know, whatever. He, he could have done any number of. We'll be working on a plan, things. you know, very soon. And as soon as I have details, you'll be the first to know. Yeah. There you go, Biden. I just did your fucking job for you. Heck, heck, at this point, Biden could have even, like, done one of his Biden dementia things where I was like, you know, I had, I had a great time in Hawaii once, you know, or something like that. And that would have been. You, you guys know, ever hear about corn pop? Would have been a better response than fucking <laughs> no comment. But what are you going to do? You know? Yeah, no. Well, so I think people are. So I think one of the things is that, uh, you know, once again, Max has has been vindicated uh that biden is appealing to the to the greenies to the environmentalists because um the green movement and granted i don't have like any you know articles or whatnot to back this up this is just based off of what i've seen on twitter but like a lot of the green type people on twitter like al gore have all been tweeting like uh, you know, the, the hot summer that we've had and the fires in Hawaii are all, you know, we, we told you so, climate change and all, all that stuff. Um, well, I mean, the, the, the first claim that I find really dubious about that is they, that I think it was Ilhan Omar or somebody like that said it's the hottest day in over, you know, 100,000 years. Well, that's funny. Because we've only been keeping track of temperatures since like the 1850s. So how is that possible? Yeah. Riddle me that one, Batman. <laughs> yeah. How would. How, yeah. And they, I mean, they've made claims like that before. If we've only been documenting weather patterns since the 1800s. Well, first off, it's even more simple, simpler than that. We didn't have. We weren't here. A well, bill a hundred thousand well a hundred thousand years ago you know if you're unless you're a creationist a hundred thousand years ago there were some form of humans right right here's the thing we didn't have a system to gauge temperature yeah like grug might have known it was fucking hot but he couldn't tell you that it was a hundred fucking degrees exactly that that's what i'm saying it's like and we didn't well, by the way didn't have a standard of measurement in, for well into close to modern times there was no fahrenheit or celsius at all like that's a new invention relative to the scope of human history yeah ex exactly uh but no we... they know because the science told them so the science that doesn't exist but the science yeah. that couldn't possibly exist for the reasons I just explained. Yeah, no. Uh, 
And anything that they do about trying to figure out what the global temperature is around that time is essentially a guesstimation. Well, and are honest... we talking about the hockey stick? No. Yeah, uh, where, where they where they take a look at the uh, global temperatures rising, and they leave out the fact that they're taking data from before we took measurements. Right, right. That's that's what I was saying. We literally didn't have a scale of measurement for temperature uh, before before a certain period. I think it's the 1700s. The, the hockey stick is used to show exponential growth in the temperature of Earth. However, the part where it exponentially goes up is current data and the the flat line that they show is all of recorded history before we started accurately measuring it and they're using right. they're using data that they've collected about like evidence of the temperature of earth but you can't just splice two different metrics together like that and not have it be deceiving but that's the kind of stuff that you do when you're trying to push a narrative right here, here's my here's my question, and I've asked I've asked this for years: is why would the temperature right if if we can exactly like record the temperature before we were before we were even here as a species? Why would that why would that matter to us even right? Like why would why would the temperature of the Earth before we even showed up really like a affect us it's it's like it's like me being concerned about an event that didn't really even affect me uh you know i had nothing to do with it but yeah i'm still concerned about it because climate climate shifts have dramatically impacted humanity like yeah we had a mini ice age uh, where essentially you, it completely disrupted like growing seasons and stuff and led to famine and people eating their own kids and shit. Yeah, I'm not I'm not saying that that doesn't affect us, but what I'm saying is like I don't see how prehistoric uh, you know, temperatures when we weren't even around, right? Like pre pre, pre human, right? Because yeah. the because yeah. we evolved under the the e ecosystem that we live under rather than because yeah. uh, pretty much everybody is in agreement that most of the planet was a little bit hotter when uh, the dinosaurs were around. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that it doesn't affect us. At but again, all. that's that's still a guesstimation. It's based on scientific lines of data, uh, rock. You know, reading rocks and 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 uh, looking into fossils and things like there's they come up with this reasonable assertion that it probably was a little little hotter than it is now when the dinosaurs were around. Um, but that's not a fact. That's not something we can actually know for sure. Yeah, I without mean, without not, a time machine, anyway. I'm not I'm not saying that prehistoric conditions don't affect us at didn't affect us at all right because clearly we had to you know if you if you believe in like a more i guess scientific you know non well, the evolution theory I and mean, you could go intelligent design if you're a believer in god right it suggests that about a hundred thousand years ago when humans first developed it was in an ice age actually yeah well point being which, is which had come you know after the paleolithic and the dinosaurs died off and then there was an yeah. ice age and like the, the, the 
yeah, the climate fucking changes, and humans weren't around for any of that. So, yeah, point being is like I I guess you could make an argument that like the climate had to be sustainable for enough for us to exist as a life form, right? Mm-hmm. But to fixate on prehistoric, you know, weather conditions as much as these people do when they didn't really affect us, that's that's always been the real head scratch for me going back to junior high school. And when and whenever I asked that that question, all my all my teachers were like, uh you know, you are just a conspiracy, you know, or global, or, you know, back then it was, you're a global warming de- denier, you know, stop, stop listening to Rush well, Limbaugh and watch this movie by Al Gore, right? Well, if we're looking at the evidence from that far back, like you said, we have a good idea roughly of the general trend of the planet based on all of the things that Max said. However, yeah. if you looked at if you if you looked at it now with the same methods, right, we would be in a warm spot going back. Right. But 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 here's the thing is is you don't need this is why they focus on that. You don't need to go to ancient history. I get it, motherfucker, especially you guys. You're you Florida guys, right? It's hot down <laughs> there, right? This is a hot yeah. summer for y'all. Well, let me let me just like throw some fucking cold water on everybody else for a second. This was the most average summer in Massachusetts in my entire life. Yeah. It was not that hot. It was in the 80s the whole time. It was a little humid, but it very rarely hit the 90s. And we're used to it hitting well over 100 here. So the fact that it didn't hit over 100 degrees Fahrenheit in New England suggests that maybe there's localized trends. Wow. What a fucking concept. Also, a lot of people are quick to believe that this is the hottest summer ever simply because it's hot right now. Therefore, when somebody says it's the hottest ever, I'm like, yeah, it's fucking hot, ain't it? Well, it's a it's a recency bias. It's an experience bias. And if they focused on, oh, well, the the high in your area all time for july i just looked up uh, massachusetts for this exact reason so that i can kind of state my case a little more clearly the average high okay in in july in massachusetts and they're usually judging it by boston um was 95 that's the average 95 the average this summer in massachusetts was 84 so how is that the hottest summer ever it's not for me well what what was it? Just like when they said it was the coldest winter ever a couple years ago. I'm like, there's it barely even snowed. What are you talking about, people? I've well, I I mean, I've lived here. I've essentially lived here in Florida for ten years at for ten years officially as of this month, right? In the ten years I've lived here, almost every summer, someone always says this is the hottest summer we've ever had. Yeah. It's never. It's never been, you know, this oh, summer... it's, it's so hot outside, you could cook an egg on it. Like, come on. The old tropes about how hot it is are so, like, cliche. Well, I mean, not just that, but it's, it's, it's also, like, no one's ever said to me, you know what, this summer's hot, but it's not as hot as last summer. You right. Because like, like no... it's hot right now, and it sucks yeah. right now. 
right? I wasn't sitting there. The Well, actually, I was. I was pointing it out because I kept seeing them on TV and shit and, and hearing them, people saying, oh, this is the hottest summer ever. And I'm like, bro, it's like 82 degrees. What are you talking about? It was uh, just three years ago. It got up to like 110. How- I, I, I also love the idea that like this year's weather is somehow like a a data point that like disproves some fucking big trend like that yeah. just that it's just a, comes across two or it's four a barom- it's a barometer for all of not even human but just all of history right <laughs> so he so here's something else i i want to point out right uh during the pan because this is another thing that the great that the greens always like to uh you know the, the climate change folks they always love to point out oh it's it's hot out because we're always driving and we're always driving and stuff right and that's why it's always so hot out well uh i'd like to take everyone back to 2020 when even in florida we were advised that summer to you know stay indoors and to sure, and, and, and just to be clear, the lockdown started in like March, so right. this was early on, and a lot of people who now will say "fuck that," I never wanted to go along with it. Which at the time were like, "Okay, maybe we should do this." So right. it's not it's not like uh, if it was like a year after it had started. That's the, the only well, reason I, I interrupted. I'm sorry. Well, so I think Max, you kind of know where. I, you might know where I'm going with this. Yeah, that most people did stay inside. That's why I wanted to kind of throw well, that in there. Yeah, <laughs> not well, not just that, but what you know, like most of America, uh, you know, was not driving regularly. Or let me put it this way: they weren't driving as regularly as you know they should have. In a lot and, of cases, at all. Yeah, at all, and so. In the past, we had always heard that you know, if if we if we were to just all stop driving, well then it wouldn't be as hot out because climate change wouldn't be occurring because people wouldn't be be driving. Well, essentially, we all did stop. You know, I'm not sure about the, like the rest of you know you, what you could certainly make the easy to make case that net emissions went down drastically over the summer of 2020 yeah world worldwide worldwide yeah yeah because but, but you're focused on florida which makes sense but well yeah but just for the let's just say the entire u.s at least net emissions went down probably global it was still hot as it was still hot as fuck out and not only that but in some places uh, you know, where people were required to wear masks, it was even hotter for them because they they were all, you know, wearing face bandanas. I, I didn't go out a lot simply because I didn't like wearing a mask because it was so fucking hot. So I'm with you. Yeah. So, you know, that's the thing. A lot of why I bring it up. A lot of people were going along with it. Maybe they maybe didn't just agree right. with it. But a lot of people would have done what I did and said, well, I don't want to wear a fucking mask, so I'm just going to stay home unless I absolutely have to go somewhere. Right, right, exactly. So my my point being is net emissions, net emissions were down. Uh, 
you know, no one, no one was really going anywhere. Now, you know, you could make an argument that, well, Sam, the, you know, the, the supply trucks and, you know, the, the, uh, you know, the people who uh, do cross country support, those people were still driving. Right. But you're taking, you're taking conservative estimate, conservative yeah. estimate. You're taking probably a hundred million cars off the road that, that were driving every single day prior to that. And then that were, if they weren't driving at all, you know, but most, most of them, they'd go to the fucking grocery store once a month. You know what I'm right. saying? It, it wasn't the same. You're taking literally, I think, I think the actual number is something like a hundred million vehicles that were regularly five days a week driving a significant mileage weren't right. They just weren't. Yeah. At one, at one point, at one point, a lot of the, a lot of the gas stations were practically giving gas away because they needed people to, you know, to get gas uh, and and whatnot just to support them. So that's my point is we were actually in a negative gas, you know, consumption at that point. And I still remember it was hot as ball balls out that summer. Oh, um, it, it was. And, and like like I was saying in regards to the temperature here, right? The the average high of 82, right? But is that the average actual temperature here? No, actually. The average temperature here. Now, remember, I said the average for July this year where I'm at was 82 degrees, right? What do you think the average temperature in Massachusetts in July is? Uh, 80, 82 degrees. That's the average temperature. So when I say this was the most average summer I have ever experienced in my entire life, the data says, yeah, nah, it's literally the number we use to represent a hundred years worth of data as an average, right? This was average. It was a little humid. Well, it's yeah, always like, humid up here in the summer, though. We're I close to up, the fucking ocean. And according to the EPA, right, a typical passenger car produces uh, 4.6 metric tons of CO2 per year. Okay? Mm -hmm. Now, a cargo ship produces 16 point 14 grams of co2 per metric ton of goods shipped per kilometer okay so anyone who's telling you that passenger cars are the biggest thing leading to carbon dioxide including um, fucking hummers let's be real like yeah th that was the push because man i i am a old school kind of car guy i don't like the modern car designs at all but the one i did like for a while was the big old SUVs. You don't see them anymore, right? They're very rare. Yeah. Um, and, and the whole point of it, oh, they're bad on gas. They appealed to a lot of people to say, oh, you could save money on gas. And they appealed to a whole bunch of other people by saying, oh, these big gas guzzlers are ruining the planet. And then it wasn't people's decision to not buy Hummers anymore. They stopped making them. It wasn't human action. It was a company decided. Because yeah, human, I, mean, so, I guarantee you that a Ford Expedition or a Cadillac Escalade today, it would still be is popular. Of course, you can still get some of them. There's still some big SUVs that exist, but they're well over six figures. Of course, right? 
the yeah. the main thing that you could do if the you elites can to... still get them, but fuck you. <laughs> but no, that's what these hippie fucks do, right? They sit there and they're champagne socialists. They're a bunch of watermelons, you know, green on the outside, red on the inside. They sit there ordering fucking nonsense from Timu so they can fill their closet with clothes and buy a bunch of shit that they don't need. Meanwhile, they're going to tell you about the environment. They go on vacation across the world so they can sip wine in Greece. They have the biggest carbon footprint of anyone, and they're going to be the first ones to lecture you about your Hummer. I guarantee you, yeah. I, put, I put my carbon footprint against any one of these leftists, <laughs> any one of them, and I will have a lower one by a lot. Well, well, right. That, that you, know, be... you know, one thing, I don't like AC. How's that? I, <laughs> because it's expensive to fucking run the goddamn thing. I'm always telling my wife, turn that bitch off. It's, hyper it's... hyper consumption is the main issue when we're talking about carbon right, right? And if it, you think and that it's that's not the it's thing. not the poor and working class that are the hyper consumers is it no well not no really. and you could I... you could have made the case where the economy was better you know maybe in 2006 yeah. <laughs> I, I maybe even 2018 right yeah, yeah boy Go ahead. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I remember that was like that was like a big thing in like 2006, whenever an inconvenient truth came out. Was Al Gore? You know, he made this entire documentary about how we all needed to cut carbon emissions, right? But As he flew turned... around on his private jet, showing the movie. Yeah, and also, you know, his his friend uh, George Clooney there was also. I, right, I remember George Clooney was, uh, you know, big on all this. We need to stop flying around, but yet, you know, someone found out that he had like the biggest carbon footprint ever. Uh, you know, Obama I mean, too. Obama has one of the biggest carbon footprints in America. Oh yeah, still, uh, John Kerry, another one. Yeah. No, but but I'm even talking about like normal, like everyday hippie types, right? I guarantee you, because because exactly what Shmuley was saying, most of them are yuppies, right? They don't live like an ascetic. They live like a hyper consumer. They go to Starbucks. They have Apple computers. They, you know what I mean? They they do all the fucking things. And I just guarantee. And I'm not even saying, oh, you're a hypocrite because you you're doing all this. I'm just saying, let's put my carbon put footprint, which is very low against yours no yeah. i i am calling them a hypocrite and i am uh making them live by their own morals because yeah these petty elite types because i'm not even talking about the bill gates types right. it's mostly the ones under them that like if you pointed out their travel habits they go well i don't have a private jet i just fly business class four times a year right <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah, more than that for a lot of them. Um, real quick, uh, the Anus Man in chat, hello, uh, says, for the record, You're I was... playing Dice Golden videos. You might want to not do that, Max. Oh. Oh, wrong one. Yeah. Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, good. I was worried bad stuff might start. Well, well, see, we're on we're on Rumble, so it's not it's not as Dice videos. Uh, Dice Golden could probably have stuff that's against the terms of service on that. Well, yeah, 
Well, yeah, that, that's so, yeah. true. Yeah. Um, anyway, sorry to interrupt. But, I just felt that that was important. To... No, no, I appreciate it. Um, the Anus Man in chat says, for the record, I was never in favor of lockdown. Well, I mean, neither, neither were any of us here, I don't think, but, you know. No, 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 no. It, I, I'm just saying a lot of people who now come out like strongly. This why I don't I don't necessarily take your word for it, anus man, because a lot of the most strong. I'm an anti-vaxxer. I was always against lockdowns weren't. So I just don't take anybody at yeah. their word. I don't care what your position was on it, to be honest with you. No, I mean, I, I listen, I, I brought up the whole thing just to kind of illustrate a point that like that, you know, that carbon emissions were way the fuck down during during the lockdown because no one was I, going. Can, I can make my position at the time perfectly known. I was worried that the disease was going to be far more deadly because I was watching videos from China of people, you know, falling over and yeah, rushing yeah. to the hospital. And those videos were actively being censored by Facebook. Mm-hmm. And so my opinion was that there was going to be a big problem. Now, my fear was that what we were going to do is in reaction to that, we were going to just violate the Constitution without, like, even having it be a special thing, without giving the military, like, special powers and whatnot. Yeah. Good and thing I, that didn't happen. And so my opinion was basically that if we were going to re react to the virus – that essentially we were going to need martial law and it was going to need to be a state of exception um, in order to not jeopardize our constitutional rights by having them just do it fragrantly without any kind of state of exception. So that was basically my opinion. It turns out that the virus wasn't very deadly. And when I found that out, it was like, okay, well, now I my mean, opinions have obviously changed. I mean, de defining very deadly, it, it killed a lot of people. The, the thing that nobody wants to talk about is that most of them were old and sick, right? And, and that's who's going to die in a pandemic first and foremost, right, is people who are already predisposed to, uh, like, like, for example, a flu. Yeah. If a flu goes around a nursing home, you get a lot more people dying than if it goes around a high school, right? It just, yeah. It's just how it works. And so, like, when they point to the death numbers, it doesn't actually prove to me that this was, like, some mega deadly virus. It, it in fact, proves the kind of mismanagement that we saw in New York with Cuomo putting uh, COVID patients in old folks' homes, right? Well, it's a oh, mismanagement yeah. thing. Well, but, I mean, a biolab weapon. And those, and those people's families should be suing New York, by the way. With a... The other thing that people forget about is at the time that I was concerned about this virus, it was not on a lot of people's radar. And the official policy was that you were racist if you were getting prepared for it. In fact, uh, I read yeah, a yeah. there's a paper where they studied people with, quote unquote, right wing authoritarian uh, disorder. Right. Or beliefs um, in Italy. And one of the things they were saying uh, was that they were getting prepared. So they were buying supplies in case there was a lockdown and they were limiting their contact with others and that this was very antisocial until it was pro-social to do so. Mm. So, you know, th this just goes to show, like, 
yeah, there, there's a degree to which you're like getting prepared when you don't have perfect information. And I did that. And well, uh, I'm proud of it. So, well, f well, for a while, if, if people don't, uh, you know, if people don't rem remember, we didn't know, we, we, nothing was really clear on what even the symptoms of COVID were. I mean, yeah, you know, they, they were, there were some websites that made it seem like if you if you caught this, you're gonna be dead in like less than forty less than forty hours. You know what was awesome though? Is like when I got my vaccine. That's it. Uh yeah, I mean Operation yeah. Warp Speed was a success and uh Ron DeSantis bid for the for it and I so I got it through my state. Right. I, I I went and grabbed one early on because uh, I was eligible because of my heart condition. And uh, you know what? Hey, if you didn't take it, that's great. I've always been against mandates and I've been what? very vocal about that. But it doesn't matter, right? Because you took the vaccine. So you're on the other side. This is why I say I don't care what people's yeah. opinions about 2020 and the pandemic are anymore, because we really should be moving on to fucking other shit. The people that like the anti-vax crowd in particular uh really needs to move the fuck on I i'm sorry like you're not winning hearts and minds a lot of the time you're an echo chamber yeah and, yeah and if you don't believe me look at the fucking rates of vaccination among members registered members of the republican party and suddenly you'll realize that maybe the majority of people on the right actually got it i am only because they did i am only ironically for the mandates well yeah ironic mandates is one thing yeah yeah well no, no no i've said this about ice cube in relation to that and everything else your health is your fucking business it's not walmart because because they, they were like you gotta have a, in some places you gotta have a vaccine to go into a store it ain't walmart's business my personal health decision period if they were saying oh you can't see if they flipped everything around and said the people that got vaccinated you can't come in i would feel the exact same way this is the problem I find with a lot of anti-vaxxers. They can't flip that. They can't see it from the other perspective at all. And uh, right. I didn't die from it. So uh, the people that told me I was going to die as soon as I took it, and here we are years later, can eat a dick. Yeah. Dude, just wait, Max. Just wait. I guarantee yeah. you in the next hundred You're years. You're going to die eventually, motherfucker. <laughs> Yeah, and and listen on the foot on the flip side, I didn't die from not taking it. Right, um, and, I, and and you know we've not really even yeah. had much discussion about it. We, I got it, you didn't. Who fucking cares? I mean, I mean, look, the only the only reason why I bring the up only the reason they care, I'll tell you why they care. The only reason that they care is to fucking uh, to, is to become a vulture on the corpse of people who die to say, see, I was right. That's well, it. That's the only reason they fucking they don't care that they don't care that the person died just that it, 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 it in their mind strengthens their own argument because they're actually not as sure about it as they think. You're felted, Max. You're owned. Well, well, and honestly, too, though, I think I think that, that word coming out of your mouth was so weird, though. Felt <laughs> Who the fuck says that anyway. <laughs> I don't know uh, anti-vaxxers, presumably. Uh, I don't know. I was trying to think of them. I mean, they're they're a weird bunch of uh, losers.
Well, uh, sexual. And, and at the same time, I love them, right? I love anti-vaxxers the, a lot of the time. Because a lot the, of them are chill, and a lot of them aren't like what I'm saying, right? But then the, the very vocal ones are like, oh, God, uh, what's his face? Uh, when we said Bronny James had a heart attack. Oh, serves him right. Like, bah, he, he's an 18-year-old. He was, you know, a minor when he got the fucking vaccine. Maybe you could have a goddamn little bit of compassion instead of feeding on his corpse. Yeah, well, he, he didn't die. He didn't die, thankfully. But you know what I mean. Can yeah, we go well, back to like flexing on these fucking hippie idiots? Like, why? Why yeah. have? How? Why have we adopted all of their takes? Like, I've started drinking uh, aspartame based right i switched to diet soda i bought some pure aspartame to put my coffee instead of sugar mm-hmm. okay I, I do that specifically because of all of these people who when you when you say oh yeah i drink diet soda they want to tell you how it causes cancer because the who had a subcommittee that's not the who and they published this thing and i saw a headline about it and so it's bad my chemical my- chemicals are bad my favorite one. My favorite one is that cell phones cause cause brain cancer. Oh, well, um, well, then it, it it went to like the nth degree with the five G shit, right? They're like, oh, I'm allergic to five G. <laughs> yeah, I recently yeah. got five G, so we'll see. We'll see. You know what I mean? What I noticed is um, the internet's faster. I'm yeah, honest. this is the first commercially available five G phone in America. And I've had it since it came out. Well, well, how, my, uh, my fine is brain. Okay. Hey, uh, hey, Max. Have, have I? Uh, can, can I ask you something? Have you felt your? Have you felt like your blood platelets like swirling around like in your, you know, body or something like faster than before? No, no, because, and thank because, God because the nanobots have helped out greatly. <laughs> <laughs> because I because I'm told I'm told that that was something too. Um, no, I just know. think I just think the argument about the vaccine at this point and uh, t- t- between people who took it and people who didn't, you're you realize like you're doing the thing that they want you to do, right? Yeah. Like like, do you think Joe Biden cares that you know Bill over here took the vaccine? And, and and Bob didn't. Do you actually think he cares if you're screaming at each other? Well, no. Do you think well, the elites give a fuck if we're at each other's throats at all? I I think <laughs> that. Well, Max, here's here's my take. Yeah, let's fight about I, the fucking vaccine. Let's do it. Come on, in the street. Let's he, do it. Anti-vaxxers, pro-vaxxers, Royal Rumble, throwdown. I mean, we can. Because I'm sure, I'm sure the elite will be shaking in their boots we, if you we, do that. We can joke, Max, but honestly, like, here's a thought I had the uh, the other day, which is the elites don't care if we took the vaccine or not, but they do want us fighting amongst each other. Right. I, well, I no, do think They cared about if we took the vaccine or not for a time. Then they realized that eh, there's like 30% of people who are just never, ever going to fucking take it. And they also realized that they were losing a lot of the science battles in, in terms of like the Pfizer vaccine is just an absolute yeah. travesty. But but they don't care now who took it and who didn't as long as the people who didn't are yelling at the people who did and vice versa. Yeah, That's all they want. 
Yeah, exactly. That's my point. They, they, they and they know that that's one of the biggest wedges they can drive into the right right now. Well, that's why we should be on the same page. At so, least, A, one, the government should not be forcing vaccines on anybody ever. Two, right? Two, COVID wasn't as bad as they said it was. Those are the things that we all agree on, right? And we should move forward with those two premises rather than you got a vaccine. You're going to die. Oh yeah. Well, you didn't get the vaccine and you're going to get COVID and die. Like, no, neither. <laughs> Look, Sam got COVID not that long ago. And I mean, I, I hate to put it like this, but he's not exactly the healthiest guy in the fucking world and he's fine. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I, I had, and he I had, didn't get vaccinated. And also another person on this fucking show got COVID recently and he did get vaccinated and he's fine too. Listen, I, just, I, I wanted to respond to chat who has said that I'm going to get AIDS from diet soda. That is very imagined. I've never heard that one. And I am kind of scared now. So good going. Uh, chat. I, I have heard that though. Oh Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, Diet Dr. Pepper specifically. Oh, shit. (laughs) Well, um... In before Dr. Pepper sues the Whitfield report. (laughs) Well, well, listen, uh... Look, you heard it, right? Well, I I heard it. Look, this guy sounded like he knew what he was talking about, okay? Well, how how can Dr. Pepper... In between putting the crack pipe down... He had some really smart things to say, and one of those was that diet Dr. Pepper causes AIDS. Well, how well how well how can well how can Dr. Pepper sue me? Uh, it's uh, Jesse Piazza. is the one who's always uh, you know showing. showing yeah, yeah, uh, but he's not. He he's not saying it causes AIDS. Well, I mean, this one a... crackhead I met said it causes AIDS, though. I. Uh, yeah, but I mean, that's, he said that's where he got AIDS from, and he seemed like he knew what he was talking about. In before well, we write an article about the wild conspiracies being propagated on your platform. <laughs> well, how is that a conspiracy? It's not. It's not that they're intentionally infecting people with AIDS. It just so happens the diet Dr Pepper causes AIDS. Well, I wonder if there's a correlation between the two like drinking dr pepper diet dr pepper and having aids because it would i would not be surprised if there is a correlation right now correlation is not causation but i but it's not not causation either (laughs) well well so we we need to we need to find out like what we also need to find out what the what the preferred soft drink of, of a patient The anus is. man brings up a point. He says, it's not the diet Dr. Pepper that causes the AIDS. It's all the butt sex diet Dr. Pepper drinkers have. <sighs> yeah, you might, well. You might be onto something. But if that's the case, how come it's just AIDS? Shouldn't it be AIDS and monkeypox? Well, well, listen. So, also, I mean... Oh, I said the the anus man brings up good points, but also the anus man's name is literally the anus man. So, like, how well, does how does an he, expert? How I does trust he, the experts? Yeah, you know, yeah. he's he's the you got to trust the experts, you know. And the anus man, <laughs> I mean, how much more of an expert do you need to be to name yourself? You know, he is the anus man. There's not another anus man. There's only one. <laughs> 
Um, I love chat. <laughs> we we love chat too. No, the speaking of uh, speaking of weird of weird things though too. Uh, so people are wondering, Sam, what does that have to do with Lizzo? Um, nothing. Not, nothing except for the fact that for some reason. Wait, wait. Does Lizzo drink Diet Dr Pepper? Uh, she could probably she could probably stand to drink a few di- Dr Peppers at this, at this point. Um, but no, for some reason, Twitter's algorithm at the at the end of last week, uh, and beginning of this week, decided to throw Lizzo into my algorithm, who I've not paid attention to since 2016. I do find this hilarious, though, because, right, one I thing... just learned this year what Lizzo was, <laughs> and I was not impressed. Right, so... Like, like, look, there's nothing wrong with being a big, fat singer, okay? Pavarotti was a big, fat fucking singer, right? Aretha Franklin was a big, fat fucking singer. That's not the problem, but you don't, if you're a big, fat, 500-pound motherfucker... You probably don't need to be wearing a thong on stage and twerking. That's all I'm saying. Well, not just that, but also, you know, you mentioned Aretha Franklin. Lizzo is acting like she was the first black. Uh, she was the first like sassy fat black lady. Like you, like Motown ever... never existed. Yeah, I, I yeah, that. no. Her <laughs> her stick is I'm literally like I'm literally the first. Fat, sassy black lady and you know she acted like she was the first like black musician ever right like yeah yeah well, so, one she acts like she's beyonce and so you ate beyonce <laughs> so no what what's what's funny Ass now, first <laughs> what's funny now though is i guess so like i said eliza was showing up and trending and 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 it was one of those things where I kept seeing it. So I was like, okay, fine. I'll check this out. Um, so I click on it. And apparently, Lizzo is getting canceled because she's fat. Because she's fat shaming other fat dancers that she hired. Um, nice. So this goes even deeper. So apparently, this and this just goes to show how little I kill it care about like reality tv or something like that but um apparently so when lizzo got when lizzo got famous she went on tour and her gimmick is basically that she plays the is that she's fat she gets on stage she twerks a bit and then she plays the flute well originally she had like backup dancers and whatnot who would like you know, dance around her yeah. when, and and she sexually harassed, or they allege that she well, was uh, well, sexually aggressive and a just kind of overall bitchy boss. Well, no, no, no. I'm built. I'm building up to that. So initially, she had like actual dancers, uh, like you know, athletic dancers who dudes were... mostly. Yeah. So, but that wasn't that wasn't good enough. She decided that she needed to like have other plus size dancers so she would have put on a reality show uh on amazon last year or something like that where she did like a contest or fat backup 
for fat. We're like, right. And they found to... every single fat person in the world who could dance like decently, yeah. right? Because there's not that fucking many. So, uh, so yeah. So this show, so this you know, show goes... because it's exercise. <laughs> So and you have right, to, right. to be a professional dancer, you kind of got to do a bit of exercise. So yeah, so right, so the story continues. So Maybe have some cardio, you know. <laughs> so so long story short, um, she got her crew together, right, and then it was revealed that Lizzo, who was fat herself, was fat shaming these other fat dancers and telling them. To like, you know, get to work or doing it, or you know, or do more exercise or, or, you know, whatever. Rather than hiring actual professional dancers, because I guarantee you, none of those people on this reality show, I didn't know any of that, but I'm I'm just assessing from what you just said. She could have just hired professional dancers. I doubt strongly any of these people who applied for her show were professional dancers because, again, they're fat. Right, no, they no, they, like based on just hire from if you want good looking professional dancers who are in shape and can keep up with the routine, even though obviously Lizzo can't do any of that, but at least have some people on stage who look like they know what they're fucking doing. Don't hire a bunch of fat people. Well, and and that's and I'm that's, fat, but come on. Well, and and so that's the other thing, too, that's so hilarious about this whole thing is like. So apparently, like they were all they 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 are all fat, right? Like they could barely they you know none of them can really dance per se, but they got they they basically got this gig, and it's like exclusively unique to them. Yeah, you were fat and you showed up. Good job. They're here's a job for you. They're all mad because, and I mean rightly so, kind of because. They were actually doing like they were actually doing like more physical work than she was doing, of course. Because that's that's what there's been because she used to have professional dancers, right? So she expects the dancers to do the dances, and she doesn't have to do all that. That makes perfect sense. Now she's got these new dancers, and she's like, "Hey, lazy! My last set of dancers would have done this." Yeah, so, and, yeah, your last set of dancers wasn't a combined weight of 80 tons. Right. And so and so but but like they're actually doing more work, so in a way they're stealing her thunder now. And so she was like she was harassing them. And so like, yeah, that's my point. Is like is she was basically she's basically fat shaming them. And everyone and everyone's confused because like, wait, Lizzo's fat shaming, but yet she's also fat and it, it just goes to show that like the woke that like the woke people eventually because, cannibalize because each other not even that it's because she like everybody else saying this means they what they really mean don't fat shame me yeah that's it they don't care if you fat shame the dancers don't fat shame me I shouldn't have to be confronted with my shortcomings. I'm fucking Lizzo. Whoever the fuck. I still have never heard a song of this broad. Yeah, neither have I. Like, I'm. Yeah, like, I don't. I don't even know why this. Why this chick is famous. And like, like, you can point to Aretha Franklin. Now, even in Aretha's day. Okay. 
they pointed out how fat she was, right? It was it like because all of the other popular female singers of her day were sexually attractive. Da 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 da. Why did she rise above that? Why did she break through that ceiling? Because she could sing better than any of them. Right. I. So if Lizzo isn't a better singer and dancer than Beyonce, then what is she even doing here? The the reason the reason why Lizzo is often criticized and i said this back in 2016 when she first like became a thing and was all over the internet it's not that people hate lizzo because she's fat it's because lizzo's entire shtick is being fat and she has she has no other she has no I, other, other talent i i, I won't I, I won't say she can't sing because i haven't heard her but again if you're not aretha franklin if you're not better than the the thinner, more popular singers, then what are you doing? What are you actually there for? Like Aretha was, she was probably the best female vocalist, yeah, at the time, right? And songwriter for that matter. Um, I think that Sam is essentially correct. However, I would say that like I would take Lizzo's advice on dessert. I think she probably. Uh... She probably knows the best dessert. dessert. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, apparently, apparently the apparently the other thing too was like she was having. I would be a little suspect on that though because apparently, like one of the other things too is in this lawsuit, whatever. Apparently, she was like, she was going to to strip clubs and like forcing the other dancers to like eat bananas out, out of. Out of her pussy or whatever. So, <laughs> what? So yeah, maybe not. I, that's the that's the part I had heard about. Yeah, like it might it might not have been hers, but they were told to eat bananas <laughs> out of anuses and vaginas. Yeah, well, and if they didn't, then they wouldn't have a job. So yeah, it is. Yeah, and it's and it's like, you know the. Yeah, yeah, that, that's essentially... Which that's is, a... as a guy that's been around the rock and roll industry a long time, that is the most offbeat uh, demand I have ever heard from a quote-unquote rock star, right? Like, it, like, I've heard, I've seen in real life the brown M&M thing. I won't, I won't name who any of these people are, but I've seen right. a rock, rocker demand brown M&Ms. I've seen one who's like, I need to get an eight ball of Coke right now or I'm not going on stage. I've seen, hey, find groupies to come back. I need at least six of them to come suck my dick. I've seen all that kind of shit, but I have never, ever either seen somebody or been asked myself to eat bananas out of human orifices, ever. Yeah. So that's mean... the most rock star shit I've ever heard. Yeah, well, and apparently Lizzo was also saying, and I mean, I'd say this, but this is true. She also said, "Where all, where else are you gonna, are you going to find a job like this?" You know, to, to her fat backup dancers, and in a, in a, in a, in a weird way, she's right. No, she uh, is right because she invented their job out of thin air based on the fact that they were fat. So that's yeah. why she thought she could get. I've seen that. Okay, so this, this is the thing where you have. A rock star, a pop star, whatever, that's getting a, a, something to their stage show where they want a certain type of person on stage. 
it's been midgets. It's been, I've actually seen big fat guys. They wanted like, uh, there's one show. They wanted a whole bunch of guys uh, dressed like fat bastard from Austin powers. It was pretty funny. Uh -huh. Um, it was great putting out a press release locally in the, in the newspaper. Like we're looking for big fat fucks. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> I've seen all kinds of shit. Right. But like, yeah, the, the entitlement particularly of I created you because we like they, they do this to a lot of the short people. Yeah, I said midgets, dwarf, whatever you want to call little people, whatever's the fucking term. All the midgets I know say midget or dwarf. So yeah, yeah, no, no, same here. Um, yeah. You know, they will get told uh, by by the people hiring them for just their physical appearance. Well, what other job are you gonna fucking get? You got to do what we say. And uh, so, so yeah, it happens a lot. But I've never seen such a crazy example. Like I'm thinking, not even just stuff I've seen, but like stories in rock and roll history. Yeah that are that fucking out there like Aussie snorting ants is like the closest I can come up with like this is fucking crazy I mean Ozzie... I hope I, I I I hope they're taking her to court yeah no and and they and they are yeah but but again I mean to my to my point because right conservatives conservatives always you know tend to uh, complain oh you know there's too much woke stuff well i mean yes but also woke culture never lasts long or it always turn it always turns on itself and this is this right. is kind of the case because now out of now out of the same publications that were once you know praising Lizzo as you know, the next biggest thing are now like, well, she's not that great. Um, it's because instead of having something like the Bible or the Quran that you can at least be like fucking consistent with, uh, the contradiction of their religion is far more disparate. It's based on a bunch of different writers and it's kind of incoherent. So, of course that like they can simultaneously say that she was brave and stunning until she's not for whatever reason. And then oftentimes the flock will just go with that. Right. Well, and also for the people that want to continue canceling people, they, they they only really have left this threat left. Like the, the centrist normies got, got wind of cancel culture and they don't like it and they don't really engage in it anymore. Right. The only people that can actually be canceled are leftists. That's that's why that it's gonna go even more in that direction. They can't cancel the right, yeah, because we've already fucking adapted to it. The normies have seen us adapt to it, and if they start to get canceled, we'll follow that fucking pattern. I can guarantee it because they've not been attacked like that before, and it will even if they're not that kind of uh, aware of this kind of thing as soon as they get attacked they're going to be like what do i do they're going to see that there's a path to it so the only people who are beholden to the rules of cancel culture anymore is the left well why not so it's only going to escalate why not one also the cancellations have become so niche now that like most people don't even pay attention attention to them like 
The only reason I even know about the Lizzo thing is because um, it was trending it, on Twitter at one it, point. It was it was trending big time on Twitter, and then also um, because Tim Dillon was on Joe Rogan's show and he was talking about it. Um, also, our R.I.P. Tony was trending too, and I, I, you know, took the opportunity to do Tony Soprano tribute, which apparently, like, people uh, both loved and hated that. So, um, my favorite thing this week, though, was discovering uh, the the X account uh, at Trump History Forty Five. Have I, I, have you guys seen this yet? I yes. I had I had seen some of the pictures being retweeted before before you were the one that that the other day uh, the Gilded server were like, hey, have you seen this account? I didn't know they were coming from there, but it's pretty it's it's pretty hilarious. Yeah, the these are and I I mean this as like a compliment. This is like if Shmuley ran a a Trump like fan account. These are the types of things I could see. Is, Shmuley. That, is that not my account? Yeah, Shmuley doxed now as the I owner mean, of that account. Well, no, I just meant by like Twitter at a non one two three seven six three zero one three three five. Yeah, he's not, not kidding. By account? the way, you guys, uh, whatever he just said, go follow it. Good yes. luck. That that. Good. That it, that is his account. Like I, the best I part is when you try and at him. <laughs> this is a joke that just gets better and better. If you ever wonder why was Sam will like tag me when he says on Twitter or X whatever he says, uh, oh featuring uh, Blame Max at Blame Max San, and he never mentions Shmuley. It's because tagging Shmuley's fucking <laughs> account is actually difficult. <laughs> Yeah, well, be well because like, like because you're like, oh god, I know it was anon one two three, but what the fuck came after that? The Some... funniest thing is there's been a few times where I've had to log back into the account and my password. I'm just like, oh yeah, I can remember my password. That's that's no big problem. But then I'm like, Max, what's my username again? <laughs> and I'm like, hold on, I gotta look it up. And then I'm like, I can't find it. <laughs> it's fucking yeah. best timeline type shit but no i i think that my account is a fan account and i mean i don't care if destiny thinks that makes me retarded the uh i mean the i i mean like i was saying though the, the trump the trump history 45 uh you know a i mean it talk out uh like talk about ai art being like really uh being like really far advanced i mean it is it, it's photoshop too but um it's uh well let me for those who haven't seen it um let me oh i did i did want to call back to one thing Shmuley. i wasn't playing dice videos those that was my collection of gifts oh okay so, so this is all the stuff i played like in the corner of my youtube videos oh yeah yeah i i I did see that on the pop up, um, and 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 some memes like this. You know, I just I just did a little slideshow because I I don't know I got I got sick of my old one right. The Biden did that. 
So I don't know. There's yeah. nothing. There's nothing that would get us in trouble in there. Um. Yeah, I, I, so I love how uh, apparently people were actually getting mad at me apparently for like retweeting this, and because I did it, because I, I was doing some of this, this stuff like, uh, like deadpan, like it's clearly a, uh, it's clear like like a, a satire account, but like what? No, uh, these are real. Look. <laughs> I've seen that before, right? The, y'all, the y'all, have, y'all have never seen the the, the great pyramid of Trump. The the media often fails to mention the discovery of various ancient monuments discovered in, in Egypt that greatly resemble uh, Donald Trump. Radiocarbon dating suggests that these monuments are roughly four thousand five hundred years old. And archaeologists, yeah. till this day, are puzzled on how exactly the monuments uh, were made. Right. Yeah, but we've all seen that. Right? Uh, you're, saying, yeah. you're saying this is satire. I think you're pulling a fast one on us. <laughs> well, what's it? Right? Like, who hasn't seen that picture? Yeah. That was when he uh, hung out with John uh, F. Kennedy. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was over at Rice. Yeah, uh, terrifically historic uh, day, and all, and also, um, you know, look, Trump was Trump, you know, yeah, ta- roll, caused... roll, roll tide, baby, roll tide. I remember that. Yeah, it's I, crazy. Uh... It's crazy. He was able to help out Saban in that season. And deal with the pandemic at the same time, but like that's the kind of man he is. Yeah, he also uh let's see what else he did. Oh my god, he also uh you know ran ran a marathon in the 1920s. Like who oh my god, he was he was, you know, a pirate too. He was in there for the declaration of independence signing. I mean what yeah. The man, We've all seen that. Come on. The man the man truly has done everything. Mm-hmm. And if you don't if you don't like it, then you know well, just... he's gotta he's gotta do one more thing. He's gotta pull a Grover Cleveland. Which he very well might do. Which it's looking like hey uh DeSantis eight percent, huh? <laughs> <laughs> You're in single digits. He's in single digits nationally, and he's just barely out of single digits in Florida. Ooh. Oh yeah. Ooh, that's gotta hurt. And Vivek Ramaswamy. I'm sorry, Vivek. I always just say Viv. Uh, is now number two in the race. So there you yeah. go. The five percent that DeSantis dropped. And five percent that it dropped from Trump, at least in the most recent polling I've seen, both went to Vivek. So he's now sitting at a comfortable thirteen percent. He is clear front runner if you took Trump out the race. Obviously, with Trump in the race, he is uh, you know, he's in the forty nine percent or something like that. Yeah. Uh, somehow Mike Pence has still got four percent. I don't even know how that's possible. Uh, donors, I'm assuming 
something like that. I think it's just a sample size thing. Like they asked a thousand people and like one of them happened to be like a Pence campaign staffer. <laughs> and so they overrepresented his one vote. What what I what I want I with Mike Pence, I, I would honestly like I honestly want to know like what the actual conversation was like you know who convinced Mike Pence yeah you can win he's you should totally be, run because that's been his plan all along is that he was running this election cycle he th he thought Trump would win again and he wasn't going to side with Trump on J January 6th stuff. And he's like, well, the plan is still in place. I'm still going to do the same thing I was going to do anyway. I mean, and so he's running. If Pence, if Pence had sided with Trump. Like that, would, that, that would have been the way to that. Will, that would have been the way to go. Right. Like, yeah, he so won't get he won't get elected dog catcher now. You, you mark my Mike Pence is just toxic. Like I, I've I've made a point that DeSantis is pretty much done because he's fucked this up so badly and he should have waited four years. Mike yeah. Pence, Mike Pence is way worse off than him. Yeah, no, yeah, no. You were you were doing the same. You were pretty much on the same thing I was, which was that DeSantis should have waited, you know, four years and then he exposed himself worse than I ever even imagined. Actually, like. I, I was just man, making a joke uh, yesterday in the Gilded server, right? He's replaced his campaign manager for the sixth, sixth time since he announced his candidacy in June. Ten fucking weeks, and he has yeah. had six campaign managers. Drop the fuck out. You can't manage your campaign. You can't manage this country. You might even want to consider re resigning as governor. If you're if you're this bad at managing staff, that's the most exposed I've ever seen a candidate before. Yeah, he's got he's got guys tweeting Nazi memes. He's his he can't even come up with a goddamn when he when he announced his candidacy. We made fun of that. He says the wrong thing every fucking time. He was getting trolled in Iowa this week. People were coming up to him chanting, "We want Trump. We want Trump." Right. Oh man! Like, is there any more L's that DeSantis could take? I guess the one of losing the fucking primary. I, I was in luck. I was willing to. In the beginning, I was willing to like forgive the you know the Twitter Spaces thing. I I was willing to overall, but yeah, six cam. Six campaign managers in the span of ten weeks. Yeesh. Yeah. Um, I think all... I think that's the that's the record. To be honest with you, I'm pretty sure that's the Trump in uh, 2016 had uh, two through his entire campaign. It was uh, Lewandowski and then uh, the guy he got at the fucking thing to whip up the votes. I forget his fucking Steve, name. Steve Bannon. No, Bannon was never his campaign manager. Uh, Bannon was part of the staff, but he was never like the title of campaign manager, right? Um, no, it was um, this is an older guy. A anyway, he he just got brought in for the convention because he's good at whipping up votes, and then Corey Lewandowski came back, I believe, 
But either way, that would be th- three in a two-year election cycle. This guy has had six in 10 weeks. Yeah, yeah. And I, I remember when Trump changed campaign manager, like when Trump changed campaign managers, the the mainstream media made it seem like it was like an unprecedented, you know, big deal that he did that. It actually is. Like the idea you would change one campaign manager is a big deal because it doesn't happen very often. Well, right. Yeah. But I mean, 10. Like that... another uh, another example, like to, to just show how absurd the DeSantis thing is. Hillary Clinton only ever had one. Obama only ever had one. In in both of his both of his elections, Obama had one campaign manager. George yeah. Bush had two. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So and it was one for one term and then one for the other term. So like the idea that you would have to replace them six times in one summer, just you you're not gonna find the right person. I, I can promise that if, if you're that hard. See, if you are building a campaign, the the first and most important thing to do is to pick the person in charge who's going to ride to the end with you and he clearly has not done that well i mean to to, so to be fair like you know desantis to me at least from what i've observed he's he seems he seems better at leading than he actually is at campaigning although you know that was like I'm not sure about right now because he's not, you know, here. Well, I mean, he could be. Nobody fucking knows. That's the thing. Right. And 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 that's the thing is you're ta- you're literally basically talking about before the last election. Cuz since he's been even before he was running, he wasn't in fucking Florida. And and not only that, like he did the uh the hate speech law, right? That's, you know, very unpopular yeah. among right-wingers. Uh, he did. Uh, what was what was it? he just lost to Disney? He just admitted he he got his ass kicked by Disney. That was his whole fucking thing. And this week, his campaign is announcing that oh yeah, we're just gonna give up. They win. Okay, well that's the kind of president you want to be, huh? That's not the kind of president I'm voting for. Yeah, I mean we are. Don't pick a fight and then surrender. What, what if there, what if this wasn't what if this wasn't a legal battle with Disney? What if it's a war? You're gonna pick a fight and then surrender? Jesus! Right. Well, well, well. This man was. You gotta remember, in- he's applying for the job of commander in chief, and all I'm doing is holding the standard of what that entails to him. Well, I'm, I'm trying to be fair, but he makes it very difficult because he's he has exposed himself to be very bad at this stuff, and well, he's also. He's also very bad at public speaking, I've, I've noticed. I think a lot of people just hadn't heard him talk a lot before. Yeah, well, and then again, like... Even like, in Florida, right? Yeah, well, I, I've said this I've said this before, too. The, the irony of DeSantis, like, backstabbing Trump the way he has is DeSantis' whole shtick is... I'm basically Donald Trump minus, you know, the rough edges, right? Where that, that was his shtick. Now his well, shtick is that Donald Trump is garbage. Well, well right, right, yeah. But... <laughs> now his shtick is that Trump was bad at everything, and I never actually was like him at all. 
Well, right, right. I, but I, I'm good for you, bro. That's really going to whip up some fucking folks. Did you notice, Mr. DeSantis, Governor DeSantis? Did you notice that now the number two candidate is also a Trump guy? Right. Well, what does that, that what does that tell you about the fucking electorate when over 62 percent of them are voting for candidates that are openly pro Trump policies that between Trump and Vivek? Well, not ju- well, not just that, though, because Vivek, at least to my knowledge, was never like trying to act like Trump. No, 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 no. But he represent, he, he represents another kind of strain of Trump. Bism, like Trump no, no, no. I, I look, look. I, I get, I get what you're saying, but like, so, like I, like I mentioned a few weeks ago. So, the mainstream press, like the the Tampa, uh, the Herald Tribune here, the the big newspaper in Tampa, during the pandemic, all the all the lefties were like. DeSantis is wor- is worse than Trump. He's Trump Jr. because he won't lock the entire state down. So DeSantis mm-hmm. was like, "Hey, I'm being compared to the to the big man. I can be like, I can be like, you know, Trump, you know, white I, basically." Well, right? I can I can be his so, successor. So was, he was what he thought. Yeah. So he so he wrote a, he wrote on that thing. Vivek Ramaswamy. Yes, he's a he's a Trump guy, but. I never heard Vivek like trying to act like Trump or no. like Vivek was always like Vivek was always just hi I'm I'm Vivek he, Rama. What I meant is he represents a strain of populism that right, the, yeah. that the electorate is very much in favor of. DeSantis does not. And if you look at the now top two contenders in the Republican primary, both of them do, meaning that the vast majority of Republican primary voters want Trump or the next best thing. And they've decided that's not DeSantis. Yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. They don't want the LARPer. Uh, and I I could make some, like, I like Vivek. I've again, I've had drinks with him and we're at, at libertarian party events and things. He's a really, really good guy. But if you were to critique him fairly, he has no experience in, in uh, government at all, right? You could uh, you could make that case against him. Uh, neither did Trump. Um, you could yeah. You could make a lot of points against him, but one thing you can't say is that he's representing something that's not a populist opinion. And it's interesting now because the whole thing was kind of the whole indictment stuff, which we don't talk a lot about here. If people noticed is because we we've said our piece. It's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. Now they're charging him with death penalty offenses. That You, that is- you tell me, first of all, first of all, two things on that. I'm sorry to step on you there, Sam, but I have two really like, I wanted to get this out on the show this week. Yeah. I even wrote it down. If if you're gonna fucking charge him with a death penalty crime, then you better fucking charge him with the death penalty. Because if you don't, then it shows that you're not your convictions aren't as strong as you are. And if you're gonna charge him with the death penalty, and you, if you get a conviction, you're gonna have to kill him. Do you think killing Donald Trump, like honest question, leftist, do you think killing Donald J. Trump 
in what at least half the country thinks is a complete bullshit sham of a trial is going to be good for this country? Do you honestly think that? I don't think you honestly think that. I think you are lying when you say so, you think that. Some of, I mean, and some well, of them want to kill him without trial. It, it's it's fine. It's fine, Max. I the I actually I did want to bring this up because I have the exact I have the exact viewpoint you do. Um, yeah, fucking do it then. Do it then. Well, I'm calling your fucking bluff, left. I'm calling your bluff, fucking uh, Georgia DA. Fucking kill him then. It. You won't. Because you know, because you know what will fucking happen. They're not as stupid as as they come off. I'll tell you what's going to happen. They're not. They're, they're going to hold these charges, and then bit by bit, it's going to get chipped away. The 97 charges. By the way, 97 charges, almost 100. He's facing almost 100 years. Uh, sorry, 800 years in prison and the death penalty. That's That's what we're looking at. If you add up all the Trump indictments, that is the possibility. 800 years in prison and the death penalty. And I say, if you fucking have the balls, then go do it. But it's this country will never, ever recover from that. If, if we have a country at all after that. And, and, I, and I... So do I, it. Do it then. And, and, I, and I agree with you. Here, here's my only thing about that. I, I don't. I think a lot of them know that that would be bad. But I also, I also think a lot of the, I think a lot of the people don't fucking care either. I think some of them hate Trump so much that they literally would be willing to. I think a lot of them hate this country so much that what I'm saying would well, be well, make them happy. Well, every well, yeah, well, that, yeah, they... that's what I'm saying. Once they do that, Sam, um, all of his ideas uh, go away, right? All the yeah. people who support him. Uh, I, I, I heard this somewhere one time. Bullets kill ideas, right? Oh, wait, that's not it. Hmm. What was it again? Yeah. Well, there was, a, there was like this other guy that people got mad at. And, you know, you've probably never heard of him because he's lost to history. I, I guess his name was like uh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, they uh, should. Oh, no, no, that wasn't him. I, I guess it was uh, this other guy, uh, Socrates. <laughs> so, God, he does the Bill and Ted thing, right? Like, Socrates. Honestly, I've said it. I've said it for like two years. I said, like, oh, yeah, you want to make this guy a martyr? Uh, that would be a dumb idea for them to do. And I guess they're going about trying to do this in the least effective manner possible. Yeah, okay. well. Well, you're going to see oh, charges get dropped. Yeah. As as the election rolls on, the, the 97's going to drop again. That's why they had to shotgun spam it. They can't they can't just they can't just charge him with one thing that they think they have an airtight case on. They have to charge him with 97 things that they have no case on. And for and folks, I I would like to remind the people on the right who might be more sympathetic to our sides this is exactly why Trump did not lock Hillary Clinton up, right? Right. He he did not want he did not want Hillary to become a martyr per se, and he knew. Trump even said this at one point, maybe not these exact words, but he basically said, "Look, she's beaten, she's done. Locking her up would only make her look like." A, a martyr basically and and he and he was right so nothing was 
ever really pursued. And not only that, but just like I said, if he if he had gone through with it, let's say they fucking put her up for the death penalty, half the country would think it was bullshit, and the country would never be the same again. Right, right, yeah, and he and he stated that, so you know they don't care, right? They don't. They it's not. It's I'll tell you this: anytime uh, you want to take down your political opponents, now you just have to find a sympathetic DA. That's all. Yeah, this is exactly why we have not charged presidents with these kind of crimes before. It's not because no one has ever suspected a president of ever doing anything wrong. It's because if you fucking open this fucking Pandora's box, it's just like with the impeachment. I've been saying this for years since since they first impeached Trump over the fucking the Pissgate shit. I was like, okay, so the game now is I don't like your guy impeach. Why didn't we impeach Joe Biden day one? Because, right. Well, and I I know that you saw this tweet of mine. And, you, and you, could, you could make the case that the Democrats held Congress. Okay, Republicans hold the House. The House gets to decide on if there's an impeachment or not. Why have they not impeached him? Because. We're, we're in August. They took power in January. Why have they not impeached him? Because, because it's not a game of whether he did anything wrong or not. Now, we could argue about what he's done wrong, and there's a lot to say about that, right? But let's imagine he didn't. I don't care. Impeach him. That's the game. This is the game we're playing. We're not fucking playing patty cake. We're playing. Yeah. They come after him. They impeach him. They charge him with bullshit crimes and the fucking death penalty. And so I want to see the death penalty charged on Joe Biden the moment he leaves office. Because, yeah, because legally, of, legally by a fucking DA that is invested with that power. But I want to see it fucking done. I want to see them well, charge him with a death penalty offense just because the, he's not on our side, because that's the fucking game. We're playing team sports politics now. Right. Well, not and not just that. Well, not just that, but also ballot harvesting. Let's fucking harvest, bitch. If you if you feel like that, yeah, oh, yeah. oh that's too di- oh ballot harvesting's bad. Yeah, it is. It's the law of the fucking land, and we can't change it. How about we start harvesting? Yeah, Inste- instead of getting fucking blown the fuck out because they ballot well, harvested and then cheated on top of it, but they wouldn't have necessarily even needed to fucking cheat but, if it was anybody but Donald Trump. Remember but, that. But Max and Sam and Shmuley. The higher moral ground, says the GOP. Yeah, the higher moral ground as they make you into a communist nation. Because they because because if you're not on their side, you get the fucking death penalty. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's 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 great. It's great, isn't it? You're um, the main opposition off with his head. What does that sound like? Does that sound like America to anybody? Well is it just me? Well last well, Am I, I the only one seeing how fucking insane this is? No, no. I mean, the title, the title last week's episode was was Are We Banana Republic? And it took us a it took us a whole week to answer that question from last week. But I believe the answer is yes, ladies and gentlemen. We are now officially a banana republic. It seems. Well, um, we're we're well on our way. But that's what I'm saying. Just be open about it, guys. Just fucking kill. What do you even? Why? Why do you even need uh, evidence? Here, 
Here's he's the, on the other team. You just kill him. You don't need evidence. This is the fucking USSR. Well, here, well, here's it. Gulag well, here's... now. Sorry, I'm sorry, Sam. I'm, I'm no, fired no, no. up about this. No, no, it's it's fine. I'm I'm fired up too. So here's one thing I I brought up uh, this week and last week. I'm I think maybe you saw my tweets about this. Okay, lefties, I would be willing to concede the fact that Trump is corrupt and criminal and all that shit. I would be willing to concede that if you guys could also concede that Biden and Hillary and all of them are also equally corrupt and also guilty of all the stuff that you're that you guys are accusing Trump of. You won't, but for the record, I would like to state that, you know, Trump got, uh, you know, uh, indicted on having, you know, classified documents uh, in his home. When, Mm -hmm. gee, who had a whole private email server that wasn't uh, even password protected and the justice department in, had... in the john at her house <laughs> yeah how about how about the fucking how about in boxes in the garage where hunter kept his coke right how Jeez. how how about how well oh oh you want to do oh trump did deals with russia right oh what about uh the biden's doing you know, deals with Ukrainian gangsters, and it turns out that you know Hunter was the bagman for the Ukrainian. Hmm. It, mm. It's it's and then look of... at all this money that Joe Biden's giving them. It's weird, right? Wow. What? What, a, what about the other? Uh, how much know... of the how much of the money that we're sending over to the Ukraine do you think goes to the big guy? Uh... I don't even want to guess the amount of I don't even want to guess the amount. But what I would say is I'm going to say all of it. You know why? Because he's on the other team. So they should just have him put to death. Well, yeah, everybody, everybody on the other team should just get put to death. Right. Because that's where we're fucking at as a country. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I was I was string him up, baby. I was going to say it's probably some insurmountable amount of money. But yeah, all of it works fine, too. Yeah, yeah that... it's, it's, it's who cares? The truth doesn't matter. The truth so, doesn't matter anymore. That's it's long gone, right? We were in a post-truth world, baby. <laughs> yeah, look, look, Max and I usually be, are usually optimists, and so Shmuley. But I will say, I'm still yeah. optimistic because I'll tell you this: when I say, you know, kill him, you won't. I mean that last part. They won't. That's the thing. That. I mark my words, just because the one of the charges carries a death penalty offense, they are not in any way, shape, or form going to seek the death penalty on it. You can guarantee that, which is what makes the whole thing absurd. Because, by the way, he would be, if, if that were to happen, if he were charged with a death penalty crime, convicted, and then executed, he would be the first person in America to be executed for a non-murder related crime since 1931. Yes. Because yeah. we don't execute non-violent offenders anymore. 
But if we're going to start doing it, I've been saying, you know, since the goddamn very beginning, Article 3, Section 3 of the U.S. Constitution. All right. Every Democrat in Congress needs to be charged with treason, given a fair trial. Yeah. And then and then uh, if convicted, hung until dead. Yeah. Yeah. That that's because that's the game now. Well, that's what I'm saying, though, too. Everything. Everything they've accused Trump of, they themselves have at one time or another been uh, accused of. And by the way, I don't want to. I don't want to hear this. Oh well, well, he's been he's been convicted, you know. Uh, or no, he hasn't been convicted, but he's, indicted. But he's been he's been he's been indicted. Not you know, Bill. Well, and okay, indictments don't. I was I was once indicted for a crime, you know. You know what happened? I was acquitted because I didn't do it. Yeah, that's you know, indicted means I, nothing. Indicted means they have enough evidence that a judge is willing to hear what the prosecutor has to say in a longer setting. That's all an indictment is. Yeah, well, pe- well, people, that's people it. for, well, people forget basic law. The indict, you know, in. In American law, innocent until proven proven guilty. An indictment doesn't mean someone is automatically guilty. Maybe it does on like law and order, some you know fictional. No, even there they'll say you can indict a ham sandwich. There, like a law and order episode would be like, okay, we have enough to indict him, but I don't think we have enough to get the conviction. Maybe we should wait a little longer until we have better evidence. That, that's how law and order would fucking tackle it. Well. No. Nobody tackle it. The only people who will tackle it in this manner specifically are political partisans who give no fuck about the law. Right. Yeah. But I, I love this idea that indict that all these indictments because he because he's because I, I literally heard this logic from some from someone the other day. Well, he's been indicted so many times, so he must be he must be guilty of something. Right. And it's like. Okay, well, but that's, I mean, that's one, that's not how our legal system works. Yeah. I can understand the court of public opinion maybe doesn't work that way, but the way our legal system works is if you want to bring a charge, you bring an indictment first because otherwise, the, the whole point is do you have probable cause that would g- get a judge? This is the question they ask a, a grand jury essentially. Is there probable cause to get a judge to hear more evidence of this crime? That's it. That's that's the question. That you, yes or no. Is is this enough for you to think a judge should hear more evidence? Not saying that they have it or don't have it. Just would a judge be willing to hear more evidence to see if there might have been a crime that took place? If yes, indicted. If no, not indicted that's how it works if anybody didn't know that's they get the grand jury together they show them the very early preliminary evidence the standard is not guilty or innocent the standard is if we brought more evidence do you think it would be good to bring in front of a judge to find out if there was a crime that took place and if you say yes then that's an indictment and yes the joke going back as long as anyone can remember is that you in New York, especially, but just anywhere in general in this country, you can indict a ham sandwich and they have look it up. 
people have indicted ham sandwiches to prove this fucking point. All you have to do is fucking is fucking say that the ham sandwich is representing a John Doe person. There you go. Would you like to see more evidence that this ham sandwich committed a crime? And then did the grand six grand jurors say, "Yeah, why not?" Oh, and all the places, uh, all the places that they happen to get these grand juries together just happen to be like overwhelmingly blue. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well. Also, there's also a point. Uh, sorry, but this is kind of important. He cannot get a fair trial in this country. Period. There is no fair trial for Donald J. Trump. That's never going to happen because you have to ask the question. Do you know anything about this case? Are you going to find me? Anybody in this country who has no idea about Donald Trump, has no opinions about him, completely unbiased, doesn't know anything about any of this. Are you going to find 12 of those? Me. Well, you'd just be lying, though. <clears throat> oh, that's, yeah, that's And true. that's what they're going to do. Well, I, well, yeah, but I they say, know I would vote guilty. I would say, get him. He's right there. I brought the rope. You know what I mean? Like, no, these people. No, are not gonna, really. They, but these people are going to feign ob objectivity, get on the jury because they've done this before. Yeah. Uh, look at look at fucking all kinds of shit where they've done that, and uh, yeah, he's he, he's probably going to get convicted of something or other. He can't get a fair trial. I just don't buy it. I don't. I don't. I don't think that they. There is any yeah. way that you could give Donald J. Trump a fair trial. Yeah. Yeah. The well. One. I mean, I, I hate to say this, but the, but the, the whole Alex Jones thing is a perfect example of of, of that too. Um, I mean, Alex. Yeah, that's I mean, why that dragged on for so long, right? They couldn't find a fucking jury, and then a bunch of the people on the jury, like two of them, are Antifa members. Turns out after the fact. Yeah. But guess what? Guess what? Good luck on appeal. <laughs> That's the thing. Good luck on appeal. You've already been ruined. They've already taken everything from you. What, what, what's, what's it going to matter? Right? Yeah. And that's, that's what they want to do to Trump. You're right. It is a good analogy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And I mean, the whole thing of, uh, uh, you know, a trial by the jury of, of your peers now, I mean, I, one could interpret that of, well, you know, a jury of your peers being a, your fellow American citizens, but I'm sorry, no one is really like Trump's peer, at least, in the same, in the true sense, right? Right, right, but... Yeah, you know what? What we tend to look for is just you have as little information as possible, right? So that prosecutor A can make his case, defense attorney A can make his case, and then you can decide based on just that. The thing that they try and avoid is outside sources because they always bias a fucking trial. But no one going into this trial has not heard. No one in the world hasn't heard of Donald Trump. And, does, and no one in the world doesn't have an opinion on him, for good or bad. Whatever your opinion is, you have one. There is, there is nobody who's like, I don't know who Trump is. Right. Right. Well, well, 
Well, and I, I, I wager that and just that is outside information, right? They had, the, I, again, another big one is uh, OJ Simpson. They had this problem with, they couldn't find a fucking jury. That's why the thing took two years. Yeah. And they're going to have that same problem here. And that's why I say over time, this shit's all going to burn itself out. He may get convicted of something very minor and speculous. Uh, because I don't think they actually have the balls to go full force on him. I don't think you, you could expect him to see a death penalty or 800 years in prison. Um, maybe they will, though. Uh, you know, in the, in the long run, I don't, you know, I'm, I don't have any say. I would just warn them against it. I think it's a bad idea, but I I think if, I think if they try to do that, it would just make him even more popular. Honestly, well, even if that's not the case, the people that already like him is half the country, right? And the people that think he's being railroaded is actually more than that. I've seen I've seen surveys recently that say upwards of sixty three percent of people in America think it's bullshit. So, um, yeah, that that more people think it's bullshit than will vote for Trump. Put it that way, and, and that's already pretty pretty spectacular considering he got the most votes of any incumbent president in history and somehow magically lost. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how it all turns out. It's a wild fucking ride. It makes me angry, but at the same, I'm I'm all I'm only stage angry and yelling today. Real no, I, real anger doesn't actually help you in these situations, guys. No, I mean I I, I do like that we're talking about this because people have asked, well, why haven't you guys talked about you know the this this is something worth talking about actually because it does carry. You know the death. Well, I have I avoided other than saying it was bullshit. I mean, then both of us, we kind of were like, yeah, it's bullshit. Whatever. Let's talk about other shit. But now they're they're throwing in death penalty charges. So yeah. yeah at some yeah. point, you gotta say something, and it's like, all right, fuckers, then do it. Well, and it it's also up and up until this point, they they've been doing stuff that like. It's like, oh wow, another charge, huh? Like it's it's been old news up till now. It's it's the it's still old news. The only difference with this than anything else is that they're charging him with fucking treason, well, and, and sedition, and Rico conspiracy, and all this other bullshit. And and it's all bullshit. And I don't believe any of it. And there's nothing they can do to make me. And I represent a lot of people in that regard. Yeah. Well, all, well, the, the prize I will vote. I said this before when the question got posed, right? What would I vote for the chaos vote? And I said, Donald Trump and people thought I was fucking around. I was like, in any circumstance, I will vote for Donald Trump. And that includes if they kill him, if they kill him, I'm still going to write in Trump for this next election. Yeah, even, if, even if he dies, you know, God forbid, but something happens to him just health wise, let alone if they kill. I am voting for Donald Trump regardless. Because that's the middle finger that they don't want. So that's the middle finger that I'm going to give. There is yeah. no other. There is no substitution. There is nothing nearly as good. I like Vivek. I don't actually hate DeSantis. I think he's just kind of a joke at this point. But. Regardless of any of that, even if DeSantis was the best candidate ever, he's not the middle finger I need. 
the middle finger I need has big orange hair and talks really over the top. Well, well, and is a WWE Hall of Famer. Well, well, let's back to to that point. If 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 DeSantis were the perfect candidate, let's just say that he he would be he would be being attacked mercilessly like Trump is. Uh, and he's not. Yeah, they, they've they've done like half-hearted attacks on him, you know, from the same outlets that write fluff pieces on him because they're like, oh, shit, if we if we attack him a little bit, maybe people will know. No, people don't like him because he's not actually very likable. The more people get to, to this is the thing. People didn't know him before. Even in Florida, like I said, like you guys had seen, I mean, how close do you follow the governor race, right? You probably seen him speak. You might have seen a debate, but you weren't watching everything he was fucking saying because there was other shit going on, right? And so right. now that the people have got to see him speak quite a bit, people have seen him interact with people on like a normal level, like trying to appeal to the everyman at the goddamn state fair and shit. And it just uh, it falls flat. He comes there off always, robotic. There was always a juxtaposition, and I, I I've said that to Rick, I well before he was running for president or whatever, that he just the guy lacks a certain charisma. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter as governor, but yeah, when you're trying and, to go against Trump, I mean, there's just a night and day difference. Well, yeah. he you you if you're going against the immovable object, you better be an irresistible force, and he's not. Well, he, he well he also he also needed uh, he you know he needed Trump uh, to win the governor's race in Florida the first time, right? N- no one really knew yeah. who De- no one really knew who DeSantis was the fir- the first go around. Now, granted. I didn't know who he was because I was I was still you know when when DeSantis ran the first time like I was still getting used to Florida politics in right. general as you know a recent transplant uh, from Colorado but but still um, it wasn't until Trump like endorsed DeSantis that I had even heard of him. That's kind of my point. Yeah. So, yeah. So uh, you know, so so if if Trump's not in the race, yeah, I like Vivek. Uh, I if Trump died, I would hope for Vivek to win of all the candidates currently there. But um, I'm still gonna vote for Trump, and well, uh, I I would say that to him, and he would knowing him, he would probably be okay with that. Well, let me let me ask you this though, Max. You actually you actually remind me of a question I had written down in my notepad specifically for you because I know that you have said that you know Trump is your guy, and you're gonna vote for him no matter what. However. Would you vote for, let's just say that, let's just say that, uh, you know, Trump goes to jail or whatever. Still Trump. Okay. You earned my offer yet though. Doesn't matter. What Mm -hmm. if, 
Okay. Yeah. Still, even if he said to vote for somebody else, I'm still voting Trump. I'm not. There is, I, I don't think there's any scenario you could present to me where I'm not voting for Trump in 2024. Even if, even, even if he if, died, even if he is actually dead. I'm not, well, well, let's, let's go, let's go with this. Like I said, uh, okay, so Vivek says, Max, if you vote, well, let's not let's even make it personal up here. Vivek says, I will pardon Donald Trump. But I need no, 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 because they stole him from us, right? But then, if... I, 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 there is no scenario, there, there is no scenario because I, mean... I'm not gonna trust a politician to promise to pardon somebody. I heard that shit before, yeah, that, yeah, that's true. You know, well, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure uh, fucking uh, Julian Assange. I've heard a couple presidential people like I, I think Obama said to pardon him if I remember correctly. So I don't yeah. exactly fucking believe any politician when they say something like that. And but but even if I did believe it, it's it's beyond that. It's a matter of fucking like Trump is getting robbed, and I'm expressing my voice in the only manner that i have yeah no no I outside mean, of like rioting in the streets i mean to be fair you gave the answer i thought you would give i just i i had to ask though because i do think that vivek like pardoning trump like that's what that's been the whole big like dog whistle against him the media is like oh my god he'll pardon trump that's awful. And well, I, like... I would I would hope that he would win, but he's not going to get my vote because my vote is reserved for the candidate that I've been supporting. I, it's not like I put this flag up yesterday. Right, right. No, <laughs> no, no. I, 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 I get it. They, they, um, they didn't even have an official like he wasn't running when I bought this fucking thing. <laughs> you know and they didn't have official merchandise no no i I, no i know because i've i've seen some of your videos and And when uh, and and when when i fucking put this one up i just took down the 2021 you know what i'm saying i've and before that i had a 2016 one i yeah like, like trump has been my guy to a degree i don't think imagine if you will one of your all time idols politically economically business why like everything you look up to one day runs for president and when he's running for president he says everything you think and then that, that the was system the whole system turns its guns on him because that... i've been riding for trump a long time not 2016 i'm talking the 90s no i mean so uh so honestly like here's my here's my thing with with trump like i i wasn't on like like i've said i wasn't on the trump trump train as far as like candidates from day one however i will say this i've been a fan of trump since i first saw my mom like i i remember being like five or six i remember being like six or seven years old uh like coming into the living room my mom my mom was reading art of the deal and i was so captivated by the guy on the cover um i was like mom who who's that 
she goes, that's Donald Trump. He's a real estate guy in New York. And it I was honest, I was, I was automatically like, that guy is awesome. Just the, so I mean, I've always, I've always been a fan of Trump. And then when, when it became like official, it was going to run. I was like, hmm, this will be interesting. Well, the, the thing is, I've never been opposed to protest voting, third party voting. I, I've done this before, right? I did not vote for Mitt Romney. I did not vote for John McCain. Okay. Like I didn't, I didn't vote for Barack Obama either. If that tells yeah. you anything, I didn't vote for George Bush and I sure as fuck didn't vote for John Kerry or Al Gore. So for me, third party voting, I like my first vote was for Pat Buchanan in 2000, right? For president. Yeah. You know, a lot of people don't even remember he was running. I was part of the campaign and that campaign for the reform party, which yes, included Donald Trump. So like th this was like the culmin for me, this was the culmination of, is he ever going to run? If he did, it would just change everything. And he did. And he has not done anything for me personally to begin to ruin that for me. Now I know people have their problems with him. A lot of them are, let's face it. It's because they're anti-Semitic and they don't like the Kushners or whatever. Um, some of them are like, he talks mean, uh, but, but, yeah, like Joe Biden is a goddamn all, wonderful little cherub yeah, all, that's always all of, nice. All of people's problems with Trump, even the problems I I've had, admittedly, with Trump, have not have never had anything to do with his ability to govern or or policy wise. I criticized him even during 2016 on one particular issue. I say I don't think he. He should talk as much about uh, his family as he does in regards to because he's a multi-time divorced guy. He's very publicly yeah. had cheating scandals and things. And like, you know, it, as much as I'm a Trump fanboy, those things are not things that I, those are not values that I hold. Right. I'm yeah. a very, very loyal husband and monogamous. But I also understand we live in the real world. And. You know, it was fine. It was a minor criticism, right? But I don't think he's infallible, yeah. but he has never, not once, given me any reason to think he was anything but my guy. Now, but... now you might not be me, so that might not be true to you, talking to the audience generally, right? You might say, oh, I don't like that Donald Trump did this. I don't like that he did that, but I'm not that guy. People are, you know, people are still shocked this is the thing that that I'll admit it annoys me when people bring this up, but I always have to people like, well, Sam, how could you vote for him after he made fun of that journalist with cerebral palsy? And first off that, that whole thing, a, he wasn't making fun of the guy's cerebral palsy with, with the, no, that's the voice he did to mock people who are stupid. Like, like the the guy the guy could have had the guy could have had cerebral palsy. That very well could have been the case. I believe he did. But, yeah. but he mocked Ted Cruz in the same way. Yes, and he, he and mocked... you can you can find videos of him in the eighties and nineties doing that voice. 
Right. So that so that's my thing. Also, I mean, okay. Let's say he did. Let's say it was just because of the cerebral palsy guy. Would that be a deal breaker for you? No. It. it of it, course not. And, because, you're, and, because you're fucking. You're you're a man, not a child. No. Well, not well, not just that, but like, well, not just that, but like, in all honesty, when I saw that, I'm like, that's it. That's like the worst. I was going to say, you do worse than that to make fun of cerebral palsy. No, I, yeah, no, I, all actually, the time. <laughs> I've actually been, I've actually been bullied way worse than quote unquote anything that Trump did. And, and yeah, I mean, I, I get, oh, he's supposed to be a presidential. But you, but, but my point is, you've said meaner things right. about cerebral palsy than that, right? Like all yeah. the time. So like yeah, I do. I wouldn't expect that it would bother you all that much, you know. You, so it, it, if you thought he was doing it to make fun of the fucking guy with cerebral palsy, you'd be like, yeah, that's in bad taste. But you're not like I don't see you as being like oh like clutching your pearls about it. Yeah, and 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 also the fact that that would be like that that would be the one thing that would like you know kill kill it for me. I because I mean here's the other thing. It was like okay, well. You know, even if, even if, uh, you know, Trump doesn't like people with cerebral palsy, do you think Hillary likes disabled people either? Fucking right. Fuck yeah, no. It would be both of them. Yeah. Um, I, honestly, what, what put me on the Trump train was ultimately the fact that, like, I, I'm not sure if, if I've told this story, but even before I was uh, even before I was a Trump guy, what happened was I would run into people that were Trump people and I would start to interview them because I was generally curious, like, well, you know, I don't like I, I was still kind of like an establishment like Marco Rubio guy, but I, I was honestly curious um, because of my fascination with Breitbart. I was. I can't I, even hear Marco Rubio anymore without hearing the guy yell right afterwards. It's owned yeah. by Jews and Freemasons. <laughs> that is like that is the greatest moment in mainstream politics I think I've ever seen. Because yeah. it's when it's when like the real world meets Schizoland, and it just fucking like, it's too good. But, Sorry, but but no, I mean I I was I was generally curious. I was like, well, hmm, why are people, why do you like? And and keep in mind, like these were these were Mex these were Mexicans and Hispanics and like all the people who, you know, we were told hated Trump hated that were like, yeah, I say I love I love Trump. So I, I would interview them and be like, Well, why why do you? And 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 honestly, like a lot of the people I interviewed were granted twenty at the time. So they were like, I don't know I, I'm like not really into politics, but the fact that he's a the fact that he's like a businessman, home, right. like that just that really ap appeals to me. Like I don't, and the fact that he did the craziest did. thing was at like family parties and things. I would not talk. I don't talk politics with my family members right. a lot, but I don't talk a lot to them at all. It's it, really it's my wife's family, and they think I'm real quiet and I don't want to rock the boat. But I listen, right? And I was going to family parties, going to events, and I kept hearing the same refrain from different people who you wouldn't expect to say this. And they would either say, I'm going to vote for Trump 
But if not, I'll vote for Bernie. Or I'm going to vote for Bernie. Yeah, I. Yeah, but if I not, I'll vote for Trump. Yeah, Why? I heard. You might think that that doesn't mesh well, but it does because they both represent some strain of populism. I I I heard I heard the exact same thing. So, yeah. what ultimately turned me what ultimately turned me into a Trump guy was I would like write these rough drafts, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, of like. And at the time, I was writing for a college blog called Red Millennial, which used to be like a big college Republican blog. And I would and I would say like, "Hey guys, I I have, I think these would be really good stories. Like, you want to know why people like Trump? This is the you know this is kind of the layman's answer that I've gotten. All of a sudden, I get the you can't run those stories. Well, why not? Because we've decided to go never Trump. And we don't want we don't want these articles. That's why I've never heard of Red Millennial then, huh? Are they still around? Nope, not hmm. in. So really so, makes you think, huh? So and 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 at and at the and at the time, like I wasn't even like that. I wasn't even that big of a Trump guy. I was no, like, no, you you like you explained it real well. You asked some people why they were voting Trump. You wrote an article about it, and then get told you can't publish this. That's bullshit. I, it so was it wasn't you saying, hey, everybody should support Trump. It was like, hey, I asked some people why they want to support Trump. Here's what they said. That's basic journalism. No, but but basically because of that, because they were what, because they because of that, I was like, well, listen, I'm not, I'm like, I'm not going to to not vote for Trump. Like if he's the not if he's the nominee, I I will vote for him, and I I do want to I do want to run these. I'm like, the best way for you guys to like argue against Trump would be for me to like run these articles and then for you guys to do like a point counterpoint thing. Nope. We don't even want, we don't even want to do that. We don't, we don't want to platform them. And it was like, and that was like the good, good call, yeah. by the way. And it was like, wow, you guys really are. Okay. Because, and they were like, Oh, and by the way, like, because you're not never because you're not because you're not never trump you're fired so so because of that that was like when i went from like okay i might or might not vote for trump being like i and i literally just the fact of like i never said that i would never vote for him i just wasn't going to vote for him but now you know, maybe it's a possibility. No, we'll no, 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 not just not just that. I was like, I actually said, well, motherfucker. Guess who just jumped on the Trump train because yeah. of. If if you don't, if you're going to fire me because I'm open to Trump, then guess what? I'm going whole hog on the Trump train. And I did. Well, I can make I can make the simplest case for Trump from a conservative perspective that anyone could possibly make. Yeah. Ronald Reagan, George H.W. Bush, George W. Bush and Donald Trump. Every president since Reagan has promised to appoint 
people to the Supreme Court to overturn Roe v. v. Wade. Who did yeah. it? Trump. You know what I'm saying? Like, that is huge. If, you, if you're, uh, I guess not everybody cares. The libertarians don't care about that issue so much. But pretty much every conservative I've ever met does to some degree. They might not be like, yeah, ban all abortion ever. But they certainly don't want it in the state that it's kind of come to in this country. And there's only been one man that had the balls to get it done. I mean, this is what I say. My, to, to, to Reagan's defense, he did not have a Congress that would have been favorable to him getting that. And he only got, I believe, two justice picks. Both George H.W. Bush and George W. Bush came in with a Republican Senate and a Republican House. And they could not get enough people on the fucking court to overturn Roe v. Wade. That's all I'm saying. My my point my point being though, in regards to the Never Trump thing, is the Never Trump movement was so toxic that still is. And and they and they were they were so alienating that all of the people who were like on the fence about Trump, like me, became diehard Trump supporters because the never Trumpers were so snobby. Yeah. And now it. they're doing it. They're trying to like be a little less about it with DeSantis, but it's the same mentality. Anytime I see DeSantis people, they're doing the never Trump thing. Right. And and if you're going to vote for him, then you're destroying the party and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Good. Good. Cause you know what? I didn't join the Republican party until Trump, by the way, my, <laughs> my whole, my whole thing it, my whole thing, and I, I said this to a lot of the Never Trumpers, was, and I still believe this today, the Republican Party is fucked. So, what do we have to lose, honestly? Well, I've been pointing this out for fucking years, and people don't hear me, but you can look at the fucking data and you can see it for yourself. The largest voting demographic for 2024 and beyond is the millennial demographic the boomers yep. are boomers no longer are they double us okay in terms of voting numbers in fact we're double them and we're almost triple zoomers for all these people on the left that think zoomers are going to save the election for you only via fraud by the way regardless millennials vote because we're in voting age group right not we didn't vote when we were younger a lot of them will vote specifically they voted for Obama or whatever, but a lot of them just didn't vote, just didn't vote at all. And especially didn't vote in like midterms or anything else. They weren't politically fucking active. Why? Because they were young. They didn't have as much skin in the game like these Zoomers. That's why that's why you see Zoomers pushing like weird radical politics because they have absolutely no skin in the game yet. Millennials got skin in the game. We're now. I, I'm I'm of the oldest you know year that most people define millennial by right. I'm about to be forty. I have a wife. I have a business. I have a child. I have things going on that give me skin in this game and that make it more important. Not just for oh well the next four years I need the economy to be good. It's the next forty years for my son. Priorities are different. Millennial voters are going to decide this election. And they're going to decide 2028, 2032, probably two or three more after that. We are going to have 
a reign on the voting block supremacy just the same way boomers had. Do you know why? Because we're the children of the boomers. <laughs> and they had a lot of children because there was a lot of them. This is yeah. why we outnumber the Zoomers because the Zoomers are Gen X's children, right? And Gen X was a much smaller generation than the baby boomers. That's why Gen Alpha is way bigger than the Zoomers because they're the baby boomers' grandchildren, okay? So this is where the numbers come from. There's the smaller generations and the bigger generations, right? Small, big, small, big. And that goes back to the war. And literally the name baby boomer came from they came back from the war and got right to fucking right. And they made lots of kids. That's why a lot yeah. of people, your grandparents, you know, maybe even your great grandparents for you younger folk had six, seven fucking kids right after the war. Right. So the, this is the generations are stacked this way. Millennials are not sold by the nicey nice shit. Right. Because we are a generation that grew up with fucking, you know, our, our our most famous people growing up were like fucking Eminem and Kid Rock and all these like non-PC things, Marilyn Manson and fucking all that shit. And so, you know, a little bit of the, oh, he's he's maybe a little untraditional isn't going to necessarily sway millennials as much as it right. would a boomer. And so... Never Trumpers was the last grasp at holding on to that boomer demographic by the GOP, even to the point of giving up this new They would have rather given up this new populist grassroots millennial voting base. They would have thrown us out like that to not have Trump. And that is why those people have no place in the future of the GOP one way or another. Those people will either be just kind of moved at, to the side because there's not enough of them. DeSantis is living fucking proof of that because they even found the guy that they could prop up as like, well, he's kind of like Trump and people are rejecting him. Yeah. Right? Not, they, who wants well, a substitute? And, and Ron DeSantis wears weird shoes. Well, that's <laughs> funny. It's true. But, yeah. But, but like... Who wants the off-brand when you have the original? Right? Do, do, do you want corn flakes or do you want corn-flavored cereal flakes? Right? Yeah. I mean, Shmo I mean, Shmoy made a reference to, uh, you know, Timu earlier, to that online shopping brand. Uh, and that's what DeSantis is. He's Timu. Not, not even Timu. Uh, I I didn't see, know we were doing DeSantis, uh, advertisements. DeSantis is uh is Donald Trump from Wish. <laughs> yes, yes, he's 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 Wish Trump. So yeah, why are and, we sponsored by them? And the Never Trumpers, the Never Trumpers, they wish he could get the votes that Trump gets. We're we're not we're not we're we're not sponsored by by wish but we are sponsored by shady rays well I, uh, i'm spo i'm sponsored by the state of israel but that's oh well, yeah that too i'm that's just me though that's my con that sam's got nothing to do with that he didn't even know until just now i mean i didn't know that i didn't know that you were sponsored by is israel but uh you know that would make a lot that would make a lot of sense so well, i mean look 
how much money are they going to wave in my face before I fucking accept it, right? Well, apparently they're not waving enough money in my face, so... <laughs> yeah, me either, but, you know. But, but you know, if you say that, you know, you, you run the chance they might wave a little more, so it's fine. You, you know what, though? I, I, uh, I do... I do have some, uh, I haven't, geez, I haven't brought this out in a while, but, um, I do have, uh, let's see. I do have some fine, uh, Mexican silver here. (laughs) Um, because I, I am sponsored, uh, by the, uh, by the California coin uh, merchant. So, but yeah, no, like, yeah, there's, there's nothing that could shake me off of giving them this middle finger come November next year. There, there I, I can't even fathom a scenario where I don't either vote for Trump legitimately and legally after he wins the primary, which he's obviously going to do, or I have to write his name in. But I've I've protest voted my whole adult life. The only times I voted for the mainstream candidate was Donald Trump. You know, I voted for Pat Buchanan. I voted for um, was it Bill Bill Barr, Bob Barr, something like that, a libertarian libertarian candidate. I voted for uh, I did vote for Gary Johnson the first time in 2012 instead of voting for uh, Romney because uh, you couldn't pay me to vote for Romney. Listen, there's not enough money in the world to pay me to vote for Romney. He was the governor of my state. I'm not a sucker. Yeah. No, and that's the other thing. How how good did how good did Romney care turn out in the state of Massachusetts? Not well. Fine. It's better than every other state, but that's because we have an exemption, right? And also. Here's the trick. Why did Romney Care work at all in Massachusetts and fail when they made it nas- nationwide under Obamacare? Do you know? Because Massachusetts has funny accents? I don't know. Because Massachusetts has more rich people to poor people than any oh, other state. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not one other state even comes close to the amount of millionaires we have relative to the amount of poor people we have at the time that Romney care was originally passed in the state, there was only 17,000 uninsured people in the whole state. Right. So it wasn't that big of an expense relative to other things. And we bring in a lot of tax revenue because it's fucking tax Massachusetts, Right. And so it works because there's not that many people uninsured and also because we have lots and lots of fucking tax money to spend on things like that. But take that premise to Alabama. And what do you get? Well, there ain't no poor people. I mean, sorry, there ain't no rich people to offset all these poor people that need fucking insurance. So what happens? You can't fucking afford it. And you put that right. in almost any other state. The only states that, that have managed okay under Obamacare, not counting Massachusetts, because, again, we're actually exempt from Obamacare. Because our laws are more advanced than theirs because we've had them for 20 extra years. But um, the, the states that did better, Vermont, Hawaii, hmm, hmm, we see in a pattern, you know, 
<laughs> Montana did okay, right? Uh, states that have not as many poor people, uh, they do fine, okay? Right. But but you go to goddamn West Virginia, you, you know, you, it, it's not fine. These people are uninsured and they're paying taxes through the fucking nose and they're getting the goddamn uh, the two thousand dollar fucking not having insurance tax that they want to call not a tax or whatever the fuck the mandate like like all of this shit like if you're an average guy what like why the fuck did they, they, like I, the goddamn country song guy there rich men north of richmond right that guy's blown up this week he's representing a real thing these are the kind of people i'm talking about that have been affected by these policies they weren't just fucked over they weren't just fucked over once they've been fucked over for decades their parents and grandparents were fucked over down in West Virginia and most of the Appalachian region. Obama came on. Not only did he fucking institute Obamacare on them, right, with the mandate and everything, also closed down the fucking coal mines that they were working at. Yeah, no, and and what? I mean... No and... job for you, and here's a fucking insurance fine, bitch. Gee, I wonder why these people feel ousted from the system, huh? <laughs> and and again, though, those are the people that Trump are that Trump is willing to talk to. Yes, he's yeah. yes, he's wealthy, but but Trump will actually go down to middle America, the part that you know the elites hate. No. Well- if you read his books, he says it's very important to listen to people no matter their status. Yeah. In business. Which translates to politics, too. But the book I'm referring to is actually Art of the Comeback. And, um, yeah, he, he's very specific about, like, people People wonder why it seems like I'm in touch with uh, with people who come from, like, lower economic status than me. It's because I listen when they talk to me. Because yeah. that's important. It's important to know if you're trying to put a new development in a poor neighborhood, you kind of need to read the room. How is this going to affect everybody here? And and a lot of land developers in New York didn't do what Trump did. Trump would have people from the neighborhood come and talk to him. You know, a lot of land developers would just be like, fuck those people. What have all the rich businessmen in town have to say about it? And he tried to work with people. You know, people would say, hey, if you bring this in, it's going to drive up rent and then we're all going to be driven out and we're already poor living in a bad part of town. And so he tried to find ways to mitigate this. Again, read his books. I'm not positive that's Art of the Comeback because he's written a lot of books and I've read them all. But read his books and you'll see this kind of stuff. This is what he's talking about. You got to listen to people. And and you don't even necessarily. He says the two two key things is to listen to people. And to try and paraphrase what they said to you back to them. Yeah, which Trump actually, you know, people always say that Trump like speaks in like Trumpisms and gas, but he's actually very, he's actually very good at like, at common man, at speaking like the common man does and reiterating things. Mm. He does. The thing I like about Trump, and this is coming from someone who actually has pretty big vocabularies, 
Trump does not use million dollar words. He meets people where they're at. Mm -hmm. And and that's uh, a lesson that I've that's one of the strongest lessons I took from him since I was a kid. Yeah, I, I meet people where they're at. That's and, and it's tough. Uh, look, I, I'm obviously not comparing myself to Trump in this, but being in the entertainment industry as he has been and I have been, you kind of learn that because you're, you're the who yeah. has who has some kind of talent for entertainment is completely arbitrary and random. Right. It, it's not necessarily correlated to wealth or or anything. Right. And so you meet a lot of different kinds of people in in the entertainment industry, people that came from a, a shack in the woods with their 18 siblings and had to fucking share a pair of shoes versus people who got raised in Manhattan with a silver spoon in their mouth. Right. You'll meet them both and they'll both be talented people and they'll have very different uh, ways of speaking, very different views on life. And um, mostly my job was to appease people. Right. Yeah. Uh, so you got to learn, uh, you know, and some of them think they're better than you just flat out. Like, yeah, this the notion that most people have that celebrities think they're better than you. I can confirm that a lot of them do <laughs> a good amount think they're better than you. They think that you're a peasant or. Oh, yeah. Less than human. And a lot of them don't. Right. A lot of them are fucking normal as shit. Like you'd be surprised which ones are which, too. But um, you just you learn to meet people where they're at because it's the only way you're going to get things. Again, him in a situation, he's trying to build a development or do some type of business deal. Me, I'm trying not to piss off this fucking uh, rock singer so that we can get him to the show. Right. You still got to figure out how to appease him, though. Maybe I have to even appease just a little more. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, so I, you know. I mean, I kind of consider podcasting, working in entertainment slash uh, news a, a little bit. It depends on how I like. Um, May, not what, to, what, what I mean is I've worked in the mainstream entertainment field. Right. Because, yes, yeah. I don't want to shit on independent because I've been independent for a long time. Right. No, no. I, uh, I, but, I, but I do get what I do get what you mean what you mean though uh yeah i'm not like saying that we work in the exact same thing although i will say this like i have been i have been in rooms with like uh sure you know people well yeah I'm, me... I'm not i'm not trying to downplay it. i'm just saying like i was kind of trapped in that environment yeah you know by by, by the nature of my work and then you you're running up like um here's here's fucking jimmy jam the rock star right and uh you gotta get him to the show tonight I'm like all right all right hey jimmy how you doing i ain't going nowhere i need fucking three bags of fucking crack and it's like i can't do that for you jimmy but what else can we do for you jimmy you know and yes i have been asked by celebrities to procure them drugs and hookers and no i have never done that oh i oh i'm sure well, um, no, I did tell the story about Macy Gray, but that was look, pot's different. Well, well listen, <laughs> pot's well, different. I don't care. It's different. If they ask me for a bag of pot, that's fine. If you ask me for a bag of fucking cocaine, then get well, fucked. well, listen, you you heard you mentioned the the brown M and M's thing, right? Have you ever heard 
the have you ever heard the Eddie Van Halen story about about that? Yeah, everybody's heard it. That's where that's why I said brown. I haven't actually had somebody say specifically brown M and M's, but you, an equally autistic thing, right? Do you do you know do you know? Well, for him it was red M. Do you, for him it was red M and M's. Do you know why? Do you know why they? Do you know why Van Halen the band did that though? Nope. Oh, because it's the best flavor. It goes a little deeper than that. Basically, they wanted to make sure that the venue owners actually read through the contract thoroughly. So that right. when it came, See, so that's it, the thing is we never would have taken on that kind of con. And none of my stuff was contracted. Right? Yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not saying I'm not saying that you first off. If, if, no, no, no. I mean the venue, right? Like th there wasn't a contract like that for the venue. Right. And probably because of that, like a lot of venues would have been like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we're not doing that anymore. Like that's I. I but but what's yeah, your I, what's I your get, favorite flavor of M&M? Uh, Peanut. I like the red ones. I, I love the red ones. But the blue ones are pretty good, too. I I I like the red ones, and then I also like the yellow ones. I hate you guys right now. Um, what about Fruit Loops? Uh, I like the green ones. I like the pinkish red ones. Nah, oh, that makes um, sense. The most yeah, those, common those do slap. The most common requests, though, were nothing like one M and M color. It was usually fucking drugs, hookers. Uh, do you know where the local gay bar is? And I wish, I wish I could tell everybody who asked me that one, but I did sign an NDA, so I won't say that. I, I, I don't really care who, who said, I would have just said, you would care. You would care. I, I would have just said, this is, Bo this is Boston or this is Massachusetts, you know, where, well, in the early two thousands, there wasn't as many. Even here, really? I'm did you kinda... like? Did you like the? Um, there was a Republican Party platform, obviously in California, and uh, they had to get rid of things like you know the original draft had you know that the family was natural. They need to get rid of that because you can't say that, right? <laughs> You can't say that we you support the two parent household. No, no, no. They support the family unit. You see, it's just it's it's just funny to see them, uh, sort of like sell out. But then, like to be honest, can you think of a bigger waste of time than being involved in the uh, Californian GOP? I mean, I thought my time in the LP was a waste. I uh yeah the, I was going to say the only thing more of a waste than that is being in the LP at all. <laughs> yeah, sa sadly I sadly I know people who were in the college of republicans in California who you know god bless them they they were natives and they did try. I will give them that. They Well there there is like a red part of the state too. That's the thing, but it's just they don't have it's it's kind of like Massachusetts. We just don't have the votes, Boston. Well, hasn't. yeah, so what I so what I was going to say is like all my friends from the California College Rep Republicans are like 
I, one of my buddies, uh, Ryan, who's been on the show before, like he, uh, he's moved to, uh, he's moved to Texas. Um, I believe it. Where like it, where like it's actually like worth it for him to, uh, what? You guys like, know that the, the California was fucking like red as fuck. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Not that long ago. <laughs> Well, it right. just it just comes down to like, sure, you can be an activist or whatever, and like I I can see value in that. I'm just saying, like, actually being involved in the party, especially when you just sell out like that, like right. you won't even put in your platform that the family is natural because that's too edgy. Yeah. Well, and- yeah, you know what? I'll say this to, to in the defense of the Libertarian Party that I just completely shit on. Um. You could probably say that kind of thing, and then then I thought about that for a second. Uh, I'd say, oh yeah, you, you they'd probably just put it right, and then I remembered they kicked me out of the party for going to straight pride, so maybe not. Yeah, well, well, like that—that's my point, though. The, o- like- but the only incident of a fucking political party in America kicking somebody out for going to a peaceful, lawful protest. By the way, it wasn't the Republicans. It wasn't the Democrats. It wasn't even the Greens. It was the Libertarians don't think that you should be able to go to a peaceful, lawful protest if they think it's icky. Right, because right, because because they somehow think that you're uh they somehow think that you, Max Sand, will make their party look bad and not, you know, but never mind Gary Johnson and his Never mind uh, the guy stripping on fucking national TV, right? The big <laughs> fat guy. Never mind that. Yeah. Never mind Joe Jorgensen. Uh, we were just me and Shmuley were just talking about. It. We couldn't even remember her fucking name. All oh, we remembered is how big a fucking joke she was. Oh God, yeah. I I know. I actually know people who were like, I'm not voting for for Trump or Biden. I'm voting for Joe for Joe Jorgensen. And the well, entire- that's the the biggest problem with the Libertarian Party. Okay, 2016. The two most unpopular candidates in history were going up against each other, and the Libertarian Party couldn't even pull 5% out of that. You suck. Disband. Disband the party. And then again in 2020, again, two super unpopular candidates, right? You could say Trump's popular with his base, Biden's popular with his base. Sure, right? But, But both of them were unpopular generally. And they brought in Joe Jorgensen, and she didn't get 1%. I believe she got less than 1%. So Gary Johnson got like 3%. No, if you can't, if you have the two most unpopular Republican and Democrat Party nominees of all time, two times in a row, and you can't even pull 5% to get yourself made into a big boy party, disband. You suck. You're a bigger loser than the fucking old school GOP. Yeah. That's that's pathetic. The Green well, Party, the Green Party can do better than that. Well, well the problem with the libertarians is they're so niche, right? And they have they have so many subsets within libertarianism. And it's it, a constant purity spiral, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It, it, oh, it, fuck! Fuck sticks. He's a minarchist. You know, uh, just like stupid shit like that. It's like, man, sticks Hexenhammer is probably the best libertarian advocate you've ever fucking had, and they despise a lot of them. Despise him. Yeah. Look, I, I, 
Look, I don't really understand why, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, not, not Sticks. He's actually okay with me, but, oh, oh, Razor Fist. I, I have no, I, I have no idea, like, why Razor Fist blocked me. I, I think I made a pretty funny you joke. Prob and you probably deserved it, to be honest. And he... Well, look, does Shmuley deserve to be, to be blocked? Uh, no, I, I made I made a Shmuley level, level joke, and he uh, before I even knew Shmuley, and he blocked me. I don't know. I've been cool with Racer Fist for years, so I don't know what you did, but he's not an easy uh, guy to piss off that bad. I I caught him at a I caught him at a bad day. I think. Um, no, I mean if. But if, again, again, I I would say he's not a libertarian though. He's a he's a paleocon like me. I I would yeah, say I mean, me me and Razor Fist are especially close ideologically, if you know what I mean. Like I'm. Yeah, no, I mean we're I'm, pretty, I'm, we're I'm, pretty, we're pretty. We see eye to eye on almost everything. <laughs> yeah, no, so yeah, except no, so, the, ironically, except his taste in fucking video games and movies, and that's where we completely go the opposite directions which which is funny because that's that's like where razor fist and i like because that's the area where razor fist and i like merge together and are essentially like the same person as tason uh music and movies no 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 not music video games specifically his takes uh, on video games are often just edgy for the sake of being edgy it's like oh yeah yeah I, I do agree with that um but you know what it works for him so i ain't hating yeah no, no I, I, i'm just saying libertarians like it's a guy like sticks comes along he's he's probably the most seen person who openly calls himself a libertarian on a daily basis in the world right and uh -huh. a large segment of the libertarian party dislikes him because he's a statist because he's not an anarchist. So like yeah. you can't you can't work with these. That's the thing. You can't work with these people. The the libertarian party people, not libertarians in general, eh, they they you know, you take them on a case by case basis. But the people in the party are committed to levels of autism and purity spiraling that we could only hope to achieve. You know? And yeah. and that's why they kicked me out. Because, because I asked, what's so unlibertarian about having pride and being straight? And they said, well, you're trying to destroy other people's rights. How? How? What about the straight pride parade was that? Because what were we asking for? And they didn't even know. And I was like, we were asking for S to be added to LGBTQ+. That was, that was the big ask. So how is that unlibertarian for asking you to voluntarily include us? Because right now you're excluding us, right? That's all. Why can't we all be a part of the rainbow without having to be a homosexual? Ah, I came close. <laughs> oh, you all—you almost dropped my favorite expletive. <laughs> yeah, well, mine too. But uh, but but yeah, how how you know? Why can't we all just be a part of a thing together? Was the joke because we knew they were gonna say no, obviously, 
right? And I'm just one. I asked. I asked. Um, I asked Daniel Fishman, who uh, after this became the chair of the National Libertarian Party, right? I asked. Um, my God, I I asked people high up the chain why this decision was being made, and they just said, "Oh, it's a fascist protest." Oh um, yeah. I'm- I'm like, you don't know what you're talking about. First of all, one of your highest ranking members in the local party is going to be there speaking. Well, then he's going to get kicked out, too. Oh, well, now you're going to kick your treasurer out. Good job, motherfucker. This this is what I mean. It's it, Working with the libertarian. I've been saying this on podcasts for 10 years now. Nobody cares to listen. But working with the libertarians is like working with fucking children. I, and uh, I don't recommend it. I believe it. I mean, this is why, like, the the thing is, is after the Reform Party fell apart, right, I didn't have a party. And the closest thing I could come to was Libertarians because me and them are, you know, the, the irony is 80% overlap, I would say, of ideology. Like 80% of the fucking shit they talk about, I at least have a similar opinion on, right? But they don't care because they only care about that 20%, right? And it's like, okay, so what's the what's the difference? And they're like, well, you want to reform and, uh, and, and we want to abolish the whole government. And I'm like, okay, but why can't we start where we can have some impact? My big thing, my big push... You know, this ain't a secret no more, but I did it in, in like strategy meetings and shit. Hey, guys, why don't we push against welfare fraud, right? Reduce the amount of spending where everybody can agree that we shouldn't be spending, i.e. people committing fraud, right? That should be our big push. We need to streamline and reform the welfare system so that people aren't committing as much fraud because welfare fraud is a lot of money every year. They can't even agree on that. I, I, they, they I, won't work with you on it. If you say this is what we want to do, they'll say no because we have to abolish the whole government. Yep. No, I, I, and I made the, I made the exact same, I made the exact same argument. I'm like, look, there are, pe- there are people like, there are people who actually need, you know, the welfare system, but we, but surely we can agree that, you know, fraud is bad. Right. No, nope. We need to get rid of the whole system. Right. And it's like, okay, but who, who are you going to sell this to? Do you think the electorate's going to agree with that? And they think, they think it is. The thing about libertarians, the biggest problem that they all have, uh, universally, even the small L ones that I said I wasn't talking about, is that they have this kind of pie in the sky view that one day, Everyone will just wake up, sheeple. Yeah. And, that, and they'll all agree with me. And then we can immediately get everything done. And we'll have Ann Kapistan. And everybody will behave like they do in my magical thinking. Because the entirety of a libertarian party and most libertarians is premised on magical thinking. And ironically enough, somebody that warned them off of it would be Hans Hermann Hoppe or even Rothbard would warn people about this magical thinking, but it doesn't matter because the modern libertarians don't know who they are. They, they think, well, they think, they think everyone is libertarian. That's right. And everyone's libertarian, but they need to wake up. 
right? They need to they need to have a consciousness awakening where they understand that the two big parties are just out to get you, man, and the whole government and taxation is theft. And again, I've always maintained, and I've argued this uh, against literally the smartest and most intelligent ANCAP I know, that the you cannot convince that the average person that they are paying more in taxes than the benefits they're getting out of it. Because they are. Right. And, and that's objective. You can't tell me I'm wrong. You are getting, you personally, watching right now, you are getting more out of the taxes that you're paying than what you pay. Yeah. If you added every little thing that you're getting up and you had to pay for it piecemeal, piece by piece, Here. you are getting more benefit than what you pay. And there's a reason for that. And it's really important reason. And, and the libertarians will even... They understand this. It's because we're spending money we don't have. Here's a question for the minarchists out there, right? Minimum government guys. What if we abolish direct taxation and we just inflate the currency to pay for the basic minimum state? I mean, that's about the same as uh, switching to like sales tax only, right? Um, I It would be even simpler, right? simpler but i i think like effectiveness wise i think it would probably be the same yeah well like nobody is directly taking any one of anyone's money the money is just becoming inflated <laughs> right well and then eventually you just cast off that fucking system and start a new one <laughs> yeah Right. Oh, we don't use that currency. We haven't used that currency in forever. It's like we. Well, I mean, if, I, if I paid for it with that currency two months ago. What are you talking about? If production is going up, then you're good, right? Hmm. Yeah. Which, which I would argue, you know, is is pretty much a thing that's almost universal. Like, well, why did I go to the Libertarian Party in the first place? Because I think we need to reduce the size of the government. And so do they. And you think to yourself, well, some of them are weird, but, you know, their heart's in the right place. They also want to reduce the size of the government, except they don't, actually. Pro tip, pro tip, when you meet that libertarian, he actually doesn't want to decrease the size of the government. He just doesn't know it. He, he thinks he does. He, think, he thinks that's what he's really into. But if he was, why is he in the most ineffectual, useless party of all time talking to fucking some weird autistic person? Why, I, I, why wouldn't you do something a little more of like winnerish? Right? It's the party. It, like the reason that they have, you know, you have an L next to your name is because it means loser. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna get so much hate for this. I don't care. No, I, I no, I don't either. My my biggest problem with the libertarians is just there's no. It's. I'm I'm all I'm all for individualism, as much as anybody. But at some point, when you're trying to organize something, you have to come together. Right. And I wrote an article, but Shmuley will remember this. I wrote an article about this back in the day pointing out that hyper individualism is as bad as as uh hyper collectivism right you get it to such a degree yeah I, that it, it's just nonsense and nothing can get done 
Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I I wrote like I wrote like an article similar to that where it was like maybe not in the exact same way. But I'm like all these people who are far 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 left are pretty much like far right and vice versa, right? Like there there's a well everybody the, everybody's partly collectivist. Everybody, like that. This is the point I was making in the article. You're part of several collectives, right? You're born well, into yeah. one, you know, you, you live in, in a community, right? Whether the, whether you have a government or not, if you all live next to each other, there's a level of you being part of this collective that lives here, right? So this idea of like this hyper atomization, everybody's a unique individual actor, man. And then, and then when the issue, this is where libertarians, I think, drop the ball the biggest in the most publicly is when the issue of children comes up, they they err on the side of children can make all decisions for themselves all the time and therefore pedophilia, right? That that's yeah. a, that's that's a libertarian position. You can tell me I'm wrong, but go go fucking tell Ian Freeman that it's not a libertarian position. Because yeah. he was arguing for it on national radio and I argued against him. And you can look that up. Me and Shmuley would argue against these people all the time, make memes about how it's like, oh, the next logical step of fucking libertarianism apparently is is fucking kids. Are you crazy? You know, who are you going to sell this to besides pedophiles? Nobody with kids. Yeah, nobody no. with kids is going to agree because they don't want to look like Fuentes said he wanted to lower the age of consent. They don't want an age of consent. Yeah, well, it, it's also the same thing with like borders. Like, like you'll get some, you'll get some more rational libertarians who are like, we need to, you know, we need to, we need to respect borders. Whereas like other libertarians are like, no, nah, we just need to get rid of borders altogether. I I like so. my my right leaning and like Trump libertarians. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like maybe if that if that includes you. It might be wise to just drop that label because it's doing you no good. You're associating yourself with an L. Yeah. In more ways than one. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, Max, you said you had an article that you wanted to... Uh, oh, God, yeah. Pull up. I forgot about that. Hold on. Uh, this is from... Uh, I found this the other morning, and I thought it was so humorous. In fact, we're probably... We'll probably end with this one because it's funny, right? Unless we got anything else. We've been going uh, nope, not that I was thinking. Not that I can think of. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna drop the link in the internal chat here so you can see it, and then I'll drop the link in the external chat as well so they can see it. Um, and I will read as much of this as we can get through with all the laughter that's going to occur because it's pretty it's pretty epic. This was from Huff, HuffPo and it is called Trump's plan to go full on fascist if he wins in 2024, written by Bruce Maimon Friday, August 11th, 2023 for HuffPo. Former President Donald Trump speaks August 4th at a fundraiser for the Alabama GOP in Montgomery. There are several compelling reasons to keep Donald Trump from returning to the White House, but one reason is more crucial than the rest because its prospect is frighteningly real 
despite being wholly antithetical to our nation's founding principles. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about the latest indictment against him by the special counsel on four counts related, blah, 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 or the case, blah, 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 blah. It's actually something worse if he's elected president again. Trump, by the way, the, the use of punctuation in this article is atrocious. Um, and, and some of the spelling, too. Trump and his allies yeah. are planning a wholesale restructure of the executive branch that would give him sweeping presidential power over the entire machinery of government with near complete impunity. Put simply, every part of the federal government, every agency, every department that has always operated independently from political interference by the White House that will end <laughs> oh they think the cia operates uh, you know separate from the white house okay buddy first of all what this person fails to point out is that all of the branch they're talking about falls under the executive branch every agency every department fall under the executive branch right so he can do that, bitch. I continue. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose one should be skeptical of any headline that includes the word Trump and plans, as the Times headline does. But it certainly appears the emperor wants new clothes. Oh, my. Do they have any? Here's the thing. Do they have any like memes or things they say about Trump that don't involve him being naked, peeing, or pooping? <laughs> Honest question. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's come to think of it, it's almost like they've fetishized him that way. Yeah, it's it's something all right. Everything, every time you hear a fucking leftist critique of him, it's either pee pee, poo poo, or naked. <laughs> Just uh, they're all five, apparently. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, you ready for the plot? Well, yeah, let, let's dive deep into this plot. The plot. The basis for this effort is a political thesis called the Unitary Executive Theory, long popular with conservatives. It's not, it's not a theory. Which posits that the Constitution gives the president the authority to control all executive action. This, this isn't a theory. This is called the fucking supremacy clause in the Constitution. Yeah, yeah. No, I was going to say, I, I, I discovered that in like fifth grade. Yeah. <clears throat> it is a theory, one not codified in law, again, except for the Constitution. It has, there's only three branches of government, right? The FBI is not a branch of government. Just saying. And, they, and, these people think it is. Right, right. Um, it's a theory, not codified in law. It has one recent Supreme Court case in its favor, but barely, and far too narrow to be a slam dunk. Even the framers, when crafting our founding laws, granting certain presidential powers, didn't mean those powers to be unlimited. No, it, it's literally the opposite. And that's exactly what. So let me let me explain this to you, Bruce, Brucey boy over here. Let me explain something to you. They did not want all of these agencies and departments, period. The, not only that, they never imagined any of these uh agency the modern bureaucracy state was far beyond the imagination of somebody like thomas jefferson you're correct now but they could understand the idea of abuse and so yes the constitution strictly limits the president's powers 
to being over the executive branch and the military. Guess what that means, Bruce? The executive branch includes all of every age, as you said, every agency, every department falls under the executive branch unless those agencies or departments are Congress or the Supreme Court or local or state. But anything federal that is not Congress or the Supreme Court falls under the jurisdiction of the executive branch. Bitch. That doesn't mean he can do whatever he wants. But it does mean he could, yes, shut down the FBI if he wanted to tomorrow. Just saying. <clears throat> uh, none of that seems to matter to these conspirators. Dare I use such an appellation? He, he, he tried to use a big word to make himself so, sound smart. Appellation. And he spelled it wrong. Uh, he spelled it like Appalachia. And that's it's 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 like an appeal. Never, never mind. It cannot be stressed enough. If Trump wishes, if Trump's wishes come to fruition, regulatory federal agencies like the Department of Justice, the State Department, the Intelligence Community, the Federal Communications Commission, the Federal Trade Commission, and every tentacle of the Defense Department would all be under the direct control of Donald Trump, which is how it's supposed to be, by the way. That's not all. You guys ready? It gets worse. Trump, who has always viewed the civil service as a giant nest of, quote, deep staters and rogue bureaucrats, wants to strip employment protections from career civil servants and fire anyone he deems to be an obstacle to his agenda. In this case, the word obstacle means if they don't like him, or as Trump has put it, the sick political class that hates our country. And th this is supposed to be a bad thing. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm like, I'm like, A, how is Trump wrong? And B, like, like why am I supposed to care? Mm -hmm. Well, and that's again, the uh, president. Uh, the president can make one of these uh, things out of the blue, like a department or a bureau, and then he can disband it out of the blue, and he can decide who works for him. He is also, the executive of the executive branch. Also, I love in this above paragraph, Mac. I just want to point out here real quick how when Bruce here is listing like all these departments, like the you know the State Department, the intelligence community, and what not how he goes they would all be under the control of donald trump the way he writes that like he's writing as if like trump hasn't been president before ever like the, right the, right but when he was president before you know he didn't did, did do all this stuff because he couldn't and it's like no it's because he thought he could this is the thing trump came in as a reformer Y'all didn't want to let him do any reforms. Guess what? You, you, you might you might get a different Trump this time, is all I'm saying. Yeah. He'll still be a reformer. But I don't think he's going to be the... Uh, I, 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 don't, I think it's going to be more the art of the comeback than the art of the deal. And anybody who's read both those books knows what I mean. You, 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 got, you got good Trump. Now you're going to get angry Trump, right? Yeah, yeah, and he's going to do it by whatever means uh, are legally available to him, which uh, this is Schedule F, a controversial job classification system. We get it's it's not it's only controversial to them because they realize that it could be used against them. See, the thing about Schedule F, uh, the left is real fond of it. You know who used a lot of Schedule F? Obama. 
Yeah. He fired every Bush holdover in his administration he could find. So they they don't want Schedule F anymore, apparently. Biden used a lot of Schedule F as well, fired a lot of Trump people. Hmm. So yeah, let's you know what? Let's get rid of Schedule F. I'm down. Let's get rid of Schedule F right after Trump's next term. Uh, was it uh, would give Trump the power to fire workers at will who would then have no recourse for appeals. They don't anyway. His aides drafted the order near the end of his presidency, which he signed, but never implemented. President Joe Biden rescinded the order after he used it, by the way. But Trump wants to bring it back and his aides have identified 50,000 current employees for possible dismissal. Relax. They hope to only fire enough to create a chilling effect that will force everyone else to fall in line. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when the fucking, when the department has gone rogue against the person in charge. Like, I don't know, generals lying to the commander-in-chief about troop numbers? He has a, a good case as to why he might want to fire some people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm not even. I'm not even gonna do the mind fuhrer shit. I, I, this yeah, I, I do want to point out that with that with the with the mind and fuhrer, I love how they just automatically go to the whole, uh, you know, German slash Nazi thing. Like they don't even try to like, you know, hide their hide their. Well, this guy's sitting here trying to make a case, right? And he complete that one line there undermines this whole case because yeah. it's like oh, oh this is more trump is a nazi bullshit okay trump has already shown a propensity for this sort of vindictiveness oh yeah and obama wasn't vindictive at all right nope it's Jay biden i mean there's no vindictiveness on biden uh -huh. nope none whatsoever <laughs> after being acquitted in his first impeachment he went on what vox media called a quote personal replacement tear a purge, firing and threatening to fire officials he saw as disloyal. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh -huh. because he got impeached by people within his administration. Because they were literally going against the guy in charge, trying to derail him from day one. And they'll do it again. And, that, and that's this article is them lashing out at the idea that he will do he will not allow them to do this to him again even if he wins so if he wins they're crying that they're going to be fucked is what it really boils down to here and they're right um what was next oh it would be more than just power it would be a revenge agenda good something trump has promised on the campaign trail and a midterm promise that House Republicans are keeping with single-minded zeal. Disagree with that. House Republicans are not really doing much right now, in my opinion. A true weaponized government. Oh, and in prosecuting your political opponent isn't. So call this right. what you like: a dictatorship, authoritarianism, fascism, a monarchy. I imagine Trump would prefer the thought of as a king. Whatever and <clears throat> Joe Biden. <clears throat> Whatever oh, you choose to call it, you won't be able to call it the country the Founding Fathers crafted and envisioned. And this is? Yeah. Do you think the Founding Fathers crafted and envisioned a country full of trannies hitting on kids? <laughs> or, oh my God, or, you're fucking so stupid. Or, or the, 
or the the president's uh, son doing deals with Ukraine while snorting coke off the back of underage hookers. Yeah, that's totally what they envisioned. Well, um, he goes on, and and you can read it for yourself. But this is like a ten page article. <laughs> I I just wanted that beginning part because it sums it up quite well, and then he just bloviates on it for another nine pages. Um, so yeah, the left thinks that Donald Trump is going to be not only our guy, but the most effective president on the right that we've ever had. So, uh, HuffPo endorses Trump is all I'm saying. Oh, oh, real quick. I just, I do want to point this out. So there's a section called the puppet masters here. I, I, I'm sharing my screen next. So I don't know if you can see this. Oh yeah. I I love how the puppet masters here are um, the Heritage Foundation. <laughs> uh, yeah, the America, America First Policy Institute, which uh, has nothing to do with Nick Fuentes, by the way. He ripped yeah. them off. Uh, Project... that's, like, that's like Steve Miller's uh, organization. Yeah, Project 2025. Um. Which I don't even even know what that is, but whatever. Um... Yeah, yeah. The 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 normal right wing political think tanks are a grand conspiracy to make Trump a fascist. That's that's this article's entire yeah. premise, and it's like, okay, well, we'll see, we'll see. You you guys and uh and th they're putting this out to freak people out so they oh. hope he gets put in jail. Oh, and also all of talk radio too. Don't don't forget that. Right, right, yeah. Talk radio, of course. How could I forget? And probably podcasters as well. Oh yeah, the yeah. It's it's a wild read beyond that, um, but it will be here all night. <laughs> uh, I I highly recommend it. Uh, that's why I left links for everybody and and share it with your friends because this to me, you know, as angry as I was, you know, yelling about the Trump thing earlier, you know, this is the biggest white pill I could have been given. And so thank you, Huffington Post. Yeah, holy crap! You you were not wrong. I just. I just scrolled through that entire article and it is. It's a doozy and, and it's worth reading to the end. I just will be here till 2 a.m. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, even scrolling through it though, you know, for, for the folks just, you know, in the way I did, like, I, I, I would say that like, I, I would say that this is like chat GPT rage word porn, but like, Honestly, I've had like more co cohesive, coherent like prompts from ChatGPT. ChatGPT doesn't meander as much as that does. It's kind of like a 10 page overly wordy version of that one video of the broad screaming, No! Yeah, yeah, well, that, well, that's what I was going to say. Like, this this reads like uh this reads like i i don't know tumblr was a little uh after your you know it it was way after your teenagers but like i i don't know like if 
so like when I was in high school, Tumblr was an actual thing, and it, and it was it was basically like all teenage... I know about Tumblr is it's full of porn. Well, yeah, it that, was. It was, but like in addition, and the to... funniest, the funniest thing about it was that it was also the home of feminism, and you could click on these like feminist accounts, right? Because you could see where they had like commented. And it would be like, rape culture is a problem that needs to be uprooted. And the next one is like, choke me, daddy, porn. <laughs> well, well, but uh, but what I was, like, what a strange place this sounds like. <laughs> but but what I but what I was gonna say too though, Max is like some of my uh, some of my classmates from high school, like, and they were all female, like had. They basically had like their dear dear diary, like my boyfriend dumped me today, like, and that's what this sounds like. This sounds like this post sounds like the meandering, like, I hate the I hate this guy. He's mean and he's ugly and it's definitely like blogged here. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's... but not but not like not like even smart blogs here. More like ranty, like never ending, no proofreading. You know what it reminds me of now that you mention it? It reminds me of the Dick Masterson blog. Oh my god, you're right, yeah. It has a similar, like, uh, propensity for using big words to sound smart. Because, uh, pro tip, anybody who uses a word like appellation and then spells it incorrectly um, didn't know that word before they wrote the article. They looked something up to sound smart. They used a thesaurus. Uh, and hey, if you're out there and, and you're a writer, you know, a thesaurus can come in real handy. But just know when you use a word that's that uncommon, you're only doing it to sound smarter than you are. Yeah. There's no other reason for it most of the time. Uh, yeah. Because that's an archaic uh, term even for me. And I'm kind of a vocabulary nerd. So, yeah, I knew what it meant, but it's not something I've seen in writing very often. Yeah. And, and, and that's that's the thing, too. Like when you when you when you know big words like some of us do and you hear them like used like inappropriately, like, well, you like this. God, it's cringy. So, yeah. And I, I purposely try and not use lots of big words because. I like being able to be understood by the people listening to me. I don't care if they think I'm very smart or not. If they understand what I'm saying, they can make that determination based on what I've said. If I just say big words to try and get them to think I'm smart, they'll probably think I'm an asshole. Because that's kind of what I think about Bruce. <laughs> he's an asshole. Yeah, well... He, think, I... he thinks he's just so fucking smart and he figured out the secret donald trump fascism strategy and it's like bro that's literally the supremacy clause of the constitution you dumb fuck like have any of these people ever looked at the constitution at all good lord they don't i i suspected that it was going to be like this i mean this is basically uh this is basically them just crying about the idea that like a president could be elected by the people to do the things that they want and like you could have full constitutional control but these same people would say that like fdr was a good guy yeah they all love right. lincoln yeah 
They all love Lincoln. You're never supposed to say anything bad about Lincoln except, you know, suspending habeas corpus and, you know, being a dictator. Other than that, and even that's fine because slavery or something, I don't know. Damn, dude. Sam looks high as fuck. Exactly. Exactly. No, no, Why I'm not. Why are you high, Sam? Uh, I'm, I'm look high. Look at him. Like, doesn't he just look incredibly fucking... And I don't. And so, like, all this weed that I've been smoking, maybe it's just transferred over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, the... Yeah, Max Hold Weed on. is... Max Weed is so powerful... <laughs> that it's just transferring over here. So. <laughs> oh God, what did we even get this time? Hold on. It's perfectly legal, by the way. So I bought it at a store, and it has nice packaging. Oh, it is, oh I'm uh, sure it. It see it seems more legit than uh, the weed sponsor that Revenge of the Sis had. It's called but, mint uh, mint chocolate chip. Mm. I, it does not taste like mint nor chocolate chips. It tastes like weed. Does it even does does it smell like mint and chocolate chip? No, no, that's a thing I find with uh, now. <laughs> excuse me. Back in the day, when you'd buy pot on the street, it would be like, "Give me one pot, please," and they'd be like, "Here's one pot. This is the kind I have." Oh, what kind is it? Uh fucking haze it's a draw or like they'd have like simple terms for it right yeah now i go in the store and you know how you go in a coffee shop right it like uh south park did a bit about this with with uh tweaks dad yeah and he would be like our warm rich brew of coffee is brewed in the heart of you know like it just this long explanation that really doesn't tell you anything about it Dude, weed shops are worse about it. No, no, I, I know. <laughs> so because, funny. No, it's... no, I know because, like, keep in mind, I'm from, I'm from Colorado, and so when I was, when I was in high school before it got legalized, like, there was only one type of weed, and that was weed. Just right? whatever, whatever the guy had. But, but like, but like going into. I went into a weed store just to like, you know, visit it and see what it was. And like, they were like, they were like all these different varieties, like behind a glass case. And like, I don't know if you're into what, I don't know if you're into wines, but you know, you know what a psalm, a psalm is, right? Like the guys who are just like expert, experts in wines and like they can detect like the different notes in wine. Well, th- there are, there are people like that for weed now. Too. I mean, they're, they're, that's the thing. There's a little bit of that. Like when I try different ones, you know, they do smell different, but they'll say, I, like, I have a whole stack of these containers from different ones. Let me, let me find some names here because they all have names like that. And I'll tell you, not one of them, if it has the name of a flavor in it, it does not taste like that. It doesn't right. smell like that. It just smells like weed. It's, there's different smells of weed some stronger some more pungent yeah none of them smell like what, what's this uh oh well this was palpatine palpatine was actually pretty good um ironically but uh, no but Tropic- no, I- tropicana banana perfect example no just no you know that- what it tastes you know what it tasted like marijuana yeah <laughs> it's 
it's like well, come no. on guys well no like that that tropicana banana that that seems like uh some guy just was like went to his 10 year old son and was like hey do you think of a can you think of a name and like the kid the kid was like drinking like a capri sun pouch or whatever and it was just like Tropicana banana or something like that. So. Well, they're, well, they're all like that. Like I, I find some of the names are actually kind of hilarious. Uh, Cinderella ninety nine, which is actually, oh yeah, that's one of my favorites. That's a good strain. Uh, more Cindy ninety nine. Uh, Sunset Mac. What does that even mean? I don't know. I smoked it though. Um, Star Killer. That was actually a good one too. See, Star Killer was a good name. Because as soon as I opened this fucking thing, I was like, holy shit. This is going to blow up the universe. Yeah. But yeah, they, they're all stupid names like that. They don't mean much. One of them was called like, you know, uh, uh, like uh, there, there's some sexual names. It's all kind of. Oh, shit. yeah, yeah. No, I've. I've... I've seen I've I've seen enough. It's quite the variety of. Uh... I just look over. This motherfucker is higher than damn Hunter Biden on a Wednesday. Uh, I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm that high. I'm not even high at all. I'm just like. It's hot down there. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm. I'm not hot. I'm not high. I'm hot. That's what it is. So. True that. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Chat chat just said that he's not crippled. He's just been that high. True. Uh maybe. Who who knows? As as yeah. soon as soon as he sobers up, he's gonna get up and be like, wait a minute, I'm walking. Yeah. That that geez, that was the longest high ever. Like that was like, <laughs> that was like 30 years. <laughs> He's so high he forgot he wasn't crippled. <laughs> that that would just that would be like that would be like that would be like the ultimate like I I would be so I would be so like happy and also so pissed like if I <laughs> if all I were, these years if I if I if I were just like extremely high from like birth and like <laughs> and then suddenly it just like wore off and I was the like, great the funniest thing would be if they found out that that's like what Sierra Palsy is. Yeah, yeah. you're just perma stoned. <laughs> no, that's a thing. I actually have run across some people like with LSD. You know, you can get on a permanent LSD trip. What? Yeah. yeah, no, that that yeah, like that's one of the reasons why I never took acid was because like what if I like that was one of the things that always like scared me, like what if I were to become like one of those people? It's you know it takes a lot, as I understand it. It's not something that happens to pretty yeah. much anybody the first time, but like I wouldn't want I the kid I met when I was a teenager. And he was just fucked, man. He was just gone. And I was like, when did you take the acid? And he was like, six months ago. And I was like, and you're still hallucinating, bro? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, that's, you know, 
it's like yeah you probably are fucked <laughs> that's some good acid i guess i don't know <laughs> i don't i don't know how that would kill you at that dose yeah it's not the dosage well the thing about lsd is it never leaves your body yeah that okay no like i've heard of people like having trips like over and i've heard of people like now having trips for a while and then just like tripping out randomly. Too. Yeah, there, there's the uh, the acid flashbacks they call because the the LSD itself stays in your spinal column, and uh, every once in a while it'll get moved into the right position, get into circulation a little bit, and you'll fucking trip out. That's very real for people that do acid. Yeah. Yeah. yeah damn. I like Norm McDonald's talking about it. When it was like when I was younger, they said. That sometime in the future you get high again and he's like well that's a pretty good deal to me but it's a yeah. twofer <laughs> yeah but 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 uh but i haven't experienced that so i think it's just a conspiracy from big acid to uh big acid <laughs> no that was part of that was part of his that yeah. was part of his bit so um but anyway, yeah. well, uh, oh, we do have we do have two comments. One is from uh, Morpheus. He he said a while ago, "I'm white, but I'm here." And his favorite is peanut butter M and M's. Uh, which, sir, that is sus that you like peanut but butter M and M's. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> but uh anyway either of you guys have anything uh left to you know bring up uh don't do drugs i just think uh everybody should check me out on twitter at anon one two three seven six three zero one three three five uh, I'm gonna need, I'm I I'm gonna need to start linking your Twitter down or uh, or I'm sorry your get X. A, yeah, get a piece of paper. It's a non. It's a n o n. One, two, three, seven, six, three, zero, one, three, three. Five. Yeah, I mean it's so easy. I don't know why anybody has. <laughs> good, good God! It, it's just like the number sequence from Call of Duty Black Ops. So. <laughs> the numbers. What do they mean, truly? <laughs> <laughs> the numbers, truly. What? What do they mean? That's the thing. So. If you figure it out, you know you win the prize. It. it someone discovered them and it's it's just a it's just a uh it's just an mk ultra key to access shmooey's brain so but yeah which uh, is which is a scary thought but uh i was thinking this i was thinking this a good way to end i've been thinking about this a while the last thing we should do because we've always been encouraging people to like not stay so focused on online shit. So, uh, what are you gonna do in the real world this week? 
Um, well, one thing I'm doing is uh, I'm I'm actually celebrating uh, ten years of living in Florida on the twenty second. So you're gonna do not... a whole bunch of bath salts and eat someone's face? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Why not? So, um. He's gonna he's gonna wrestle some alligators. He's gonna he's going full Florida, baby. Yeah, well, I haven't you know I haven't wrestled an alligator yet, and and I've been here for a decade, so why not? It's about fucking um, time, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I I'm rooting for you because I think you're gonna win. Obviously, I'm going on vacation. Yeah, well, well, you know, I, uh. The you know the alligator can't crawl, so I'll just I'll I'll beat him in a crawl competition. So I've been uh, I got my my new heavy bag back there. I've been watching a lot of boxing. I, I I actually pay less attention to political shit online than I do to music, boxing, video games. Like I don't I try not to immerse myself in the depressing politics on Twitter and shit. And then I come here and we talk about it because uh, I, I follow news stories. I just don't like uh, the one thing I don't like is I don't watch a lot of political podcasts anymore for pretty much at all because uh, I don't want somebody else's take to right. be my take. But um, also, it's just it's been a lot better. So uh, one recommendation to anybody watching, uh, check out uh uh, was it Jack Jack Dempsey versus uh, the giant guy? What the fuck was his name? Uh, it's a great fight. I put it in the server, so let me check here. It's Jack Dempsey versus Jess Willard. I knew it was Jess something. Jess Willard. Uh, this was the, the fight that turned boxing into a mainstream thing in America. And also, Jack Dempsey is the guy your granddad wanted to be. So take 10 minutes of your time. Watch this fight. And uh, uh, watch a piece of history and understand Jack Dempsey. He was a uh, he was homeless and it, he was from the Dust Bowl era. So he's used to not eating. Uh, so they they his nickname was the starving hobo when he first started and he fought like he was starving. And uh, he absolutely this guy is almost twice his size and he beats the absolute shit out of him. It's a great fight. Uh Different boxing rules than you might be used to from modern day. But, um, yeah, I, I watched a lot of Jack Dempsey fights uh, this week. Uh, it's been Dempsey week. I had Rocky Marciano week before that. And I go through. And, and next week for me is Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson week. Uh, that's oh, my, yeah. my personal favorite boxer of all time. Um, mostly because that's what I grew up with, right? And then, let's be fair. I also think he's the greatest to ever do it in his prime. Unfortunately, uh, Mike surrounded himself with a lot of not great people. I do have, speaking of, my, of Mike Tyson, a recommendation for, for you, Max, and for the audience, uh, sure. you know, for those watching. Uh, a few of you will know this if, you've, if you were around for the Apex Gamma era of the show. But Mike Tyson actually had an animated TV show for a bit in which Norm, Mac in which Norm MacDonald... Yes, comes... Mike Tyson's Mysteries is phenomenal. 
Yeah, my yeah, my Mike Tyson. Unfortunately, I didn't discover until after Norm died. Mm. But I'm. It is the most absurd, like comedy. It's fucking. Uh, it's it's but, hard to even explain what it yeah, is. It's but it's it, hilarious. It's hilarious, and it it's it's so random, but yeah, it's. It's so random and dumb, but also smart all at the same time. Just check it out. That that's that's my recommendation. If you gotta watch something in this week, go watch Mike Tyson uh, mm-hmm. mysteries. And they're each they're each like self-contained episodes, so it's not like there's some big story arc or something. Oh shit! I forgot my bit. Uh, real quick. Right. So if if uh, I had to challenge Andrew Tate to fight me to criticize him. So I just wanted to preemptively challenge uh, Lizzo to a sumo wrestling match. Uh, uh, well, you know, Max, you're uh, you know, I'm glad we're talking because. Hey, I'm the underdog. I'm not going to lie. Well, yeah, but also, Max. She like two of me. Well, yeah, but also, Max, that, that the only reason why she's two of you is because uh, your heart, Max, is bigoted. Uh, it Listen, your heart should not have given out. My heart uh, is fatphobic as fuck. And, right? Well, yeah. That's why yeah. I'm out here hitting a heavy bag. I'm fucking running. That was the other thing. I do a lot of running, but I do that every week. Look, all I'm saying, guys, and let's be real. It's guys listening to us mostly. If if there's a woman listening, you know, you too. Get get out there. Do something. Lift something. Run somewhere. Punch something. Uh, live life. Enjoy things. You can still have a normal, happy life in this fucked up world. I promise you. If you just leave that over there. Yeah. And just go and do something that makes you happy and maybe is good for you. And that's mm. that's how I, I that's why I say I want to end maybe the, uh, I could refine the formula for this. But I think towards the end, we should talk about what we're doing outside of all this political bullshit each week, because we're trying to we, we have been trying to spread like an optimism. Yeah. That, that we share. And I well, think that's one good way to do it. Well, I will tell you one thing I've been doing is writing the uh, second one of these. Um, and and that's one can, thing you could do is read the first one if you haven't. Read the first one. Uh, read a book. Uh, read. I'm actually reading uh, two books, one of which is a graphic novel right now. I'm reading uh, Kingdom Come from dc never i've never read it before but i've had it in my shelf for years so uh yeah go out and do something in the real world folks live life inside out as uh dennis miller once said to me and he was right live life inside out don't don't let the uh don't let the photo hacks get you down because they'll always be there uh just you know live your life so uh, people were as black pilled as you are now in 1985. Just so you know. Oh yeah. It, if you're if you're one of those black pill guys, there were people that thought the end of the world was coming then too, 
and like it's it's just always been the case. Yeah, well, forget night, forget nineteen sixty, forget nineteen eighty five, nineteen sixty five. That was when, I mean, that was when the th of the atomic bomb was like yeah. actually the president had been assassinated recently. Yeah, it was pretty dark times in the sixties too. Yeah, talk about a black pilled uh, era, right? right? And look at the boomers made it all out of that fine. Y'all will make it out of this fine too. Yeah. Uh, so to so make some memories, do some shit, better yourself, and uh, and don't don't spend that much headspace on this shit because it'll kill you. Yeah. Uh, but but by all means, uh, you know, please still subscribe to the show, like us. Well, yeah, we're the one. Has, you're you know so. we're the one time a week you can. Uh, you can get and dive in, right? You yeah. don't want to get. You don't want to give up this. Just everything else. Turn, turn off, turn off, turn off all the other political podcasts, right, right. but but keep this one if you yeah. must. So, alrighty, folks. Thanks. No, for you being. must. You know, yeah. it's an order. Alrighty, folks. Thanks for uh, tuning in, and we'll talk at you down the road later. Thanks for listening to The Whitfield Report on the NGC Network. Please visit Sam's website at www.thesamwhitfield.com and support Sam on Patreon at patreon.com slash whitfieldreport. Until next time, God bless, God save this great nation, and God, freedom, legacy, in that order.